everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And today, we are here to cover episodes 37 and 38 of Digimon Tamers. Uh, we are still deep in the midst of things. Things are still cracking at a pretty heavy pace. And the train is not... It's still not going... To, it's still not slowing down. We're still going to be going at this rate for basically the rest of the the rest of the season, I would say. Yeah, the the locomon doesn't stop till we reach locomon. I could work I could workshop that a bit more. I know I could, but it was just there and I had to get it out of my system. Gg's so, got him. Yeah, there's there's a bad. Well, no, I'm getting it. No, that was that was just an innocent. That was just an innocent uh, jokey joke. You know, that wasn't <laughs> not everything to burn, Sloan. I'm just hyping you up. Okay, fine. fine. Thank Slow you. lives in a, a burn-based economy. Yeah, that's true. That That is fair. Also, we'll be, we'll be talking about burns later when we get to Gardramon, so I'm, 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 <laughs> excited, I'm excited to talk, talk about the MVP of these episodes, in my, in my <laughs> humble opinion. Um, but yes. <laughs> Speaking of burns, we have a a real burn that was I think expected. Um, yes, Digimon Survive is delayed again, which I think I thought was more really like a known thing, considering like Toei stuff was like noting it was going to be twenty twenty two, but I I guess they felt the need to tweet officially that um need to allocate more time to development, and it's uh officially in twenty twenty two release date, so. This yeah. game doesn't exist still. It's real. <laughs> it got rated in Korea as well. That doesn't get no. It's Korean I understand, ratings. but the game isn't real. You're in a weird form of anti-denial right now. How is anti-denial? And this that game like, is fungible. Usually, if someone's in denial, it means that they're not willing to accept that something's gone or over. But in this case, you're not willing to accept that something's actually happening. <laughs> it's not. You have no. You have no faith. Um, Look, okay. I do not blame I you. I do say, not blame you for your lack of faith in this case. Thank you. Yeah. The last, the last three tweets from at Digimon underscore Games on Twitter are this most recent one on October twenty eighth, um, October fifteenth, twenty twenty, uh, talking about the Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition sale on the eShop, and then October fifteenth, twenty twenty, which was when the original uh, delay was announced. There's nothing. We didn't. We haven't seen anything. This game could be a battle royale shooter by now, for all we know. Sure. I mean, no, no not sure. I mean, that would be funny, but like, I would not be able to play it. So no, I hope, <laughs> I hope that is not what it is. I hope it's not survive in a very, like, literal sense of like, you know, one one in a million Steam survival games. I don't. One hundred Pokemon airdrop onto yeah. an island. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to have to like craft, you know, like use an axe on Woodmon to be able to build a shelter to have a place where okay, my now you're can, take, can take a shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's that's do this. Like, okay, let's do this. That's just the next Digimon world. Is, Listen, is, even is, even is Pokemon's got even Pokemon's got crafting now. You gotta you gotta accept it'll come no. to Digimon sometime. Boo. Uh, that anyway, sucks. I'm, by the way, I don't I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not looking forward <laughs> to that element of, of uh, Legends Arceus. I, I don't know. I, really I don't think it could what be I've that seen bad. A bit, but whatever. I mean, I just don't like shock. crafting on principle. I just want to buy things. Just like, give me the money to buy things. Don't make me forage for materials yeah, do... so that I can build Pokemon. I mean, that, that's that's a bad one. But also, what money are you going to find in the middle of like 
but fuck nowhere. There's no bitcoins in the ancient past, so how are you going to okay, buy right. stuff? No, no, I'm not doing that. No. Hey, didn't um, you just make a non-fungible joke like a minute ago that I heard? I didn't comment on it then, but I heard it. Stop, stop talking. How dare, how dare you? <laughs> dare you burn me? <laughs> um, no. GG's yeah, got right. him. You got you. Yeah, there we go. That is an actual GG's got him, right there. Um, I want to say about survive. Um, firstly, I appreciate that this year and change. I guess it's two years now, really. Um, has been hell for pretty much everyone, but in this specific case, in terms of developing a game, um, you know, it's been rough, rough, rough going. So, and it's also very clear that like this game is one that has. Whether it's something that was prompted because of COVID delays or not, it's clearly something that has gone back to the drawing board on a few occasions. I don't yeah. know. I'm not. I don't mean to say that development was ever like completely restarted. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. We'll know when we see it again. But um, I, you can just tell that this is something that has been like reconsidered, um, which is fine. You know that happens to games all the time. So I will say though, it is a bit of a shame that. I was expecting that the first time we'd hear about this again, there'd be something new. Or, like, they'd bring something to the table. Like, what? Maybe it's just because I'm used to stuff like how they re-revealed the Final Fantasy VII remake, or how they re-revealed Bayonetta 3 recently. But this just having another, like, hey, it's still alive, and obviously it's not coming out this year, which you already knew, but we never officially said it, so here you go. <laughs> and nothing to show for it is And then they, they just problem. cartwheel emoji out of here. Yeah, it's basically just yeah. hi, I don't hi. think they're I don't think they're happy about it either, but like yeah, it's it's definitely Yeah. They yeah, just kind of is. like shit on the front door and then leave. <laughs> it's just it is odd that they're not really showing anything because like because the game is rated, we know that it's done. <laughs> like it's it's it, at the very least yeah. All of the content in the game is finished, so I don't know why they can't just show some of it. Like, even if it was just like a you know, um, beta trailer or something, like that's still something to get people yeah. excited. You want a I mean, whole trailer want centered around Betamon? <laughs> that's kind of specific, but okay. I don't want. Well, he, he was the he was the star. One of the okay. Well, he was one of Cybersleu Packers memory. Yeah, one of the stars. Digimon? There you go. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't want them to show something if it's not ready. Like, I don't want them to like show something and it looks arse, you know. So I, I think yeah. it's fine to, it, you know, they have not shown stuff for a reason, but it's just a shame that it turned out this way. I, I'd rather I mean, they, give I'd me rather a they actually show something. Yeah, I wouldn't even give mind if they had if they hadn't said anything for this year because it was obviously not coming out this year anyway. And I think anyone with like, you know two bits of common sense and one bit of, you know, actual sort of compassion and can understand why these games might be delayed by now, right now, but, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's it would have been nice if we just came back and with, with something to see for it. Uh, yeah. But it's I weird. I just want to make because, it clear. Yeah, it's, every it's time I... Sorry, I just want to say, I want to make it clear, because no, you, you mentioned that. I want to make it clear that every time I say this game doesn't exist, like, I am, I'm being, like, 90% facetious. I understand this game. I understand why this game is being delayed, but I gotta keep the bit running. I I hope <laughs> yeah, don't, I hope don't, everyone don't, don't undercut. Don't undercut I hope everyone fine. working on this this game is doing well. I hope that they've had <laughs> like safe work practices back uh, in 2020. You know, hope they're doing well. And they did have to like regear like a bunch of the gameplay systems, I, I believe, and that was why that was a big part of why like the original delay happened alongside COVID. But 
I just I just need one screen. If you show me one screenshot, I will be satiated. <laughs> I wish all Digimon Survive dev, dev team a very pleasant get the game out and stay healthy and all that. So Yeah. <laughs> Booksbunny.jpg. So yeah, it's it's the it's yeah, it's what we want to see. It's funny because this game is like not even really a known quantity in terms of how it plays. Like it looks similar to stuff like your Fire Emblem and whatever, but like it's I don't know if it's going to be good. Who knows? Yeah, it could um, either at this rate, it could either be the best Digimon game or like the worst. Just just by judging of the, the, worst. the developer's <laughs> pedigree of you know like not really being like a part of anything major like major stuff. Like we we went over their sort of yeah, track did. record in the past. They haven't like been like the the biggest developer. More of a support well, studio. Yeah, they're they're primarily a support yeah. studio. Um. And then, you know, like, how long it's taken. Like, this could either be the best Digimon game or the worst. And <laughs> I, I hope it it's fall, the best. I think it will fall somewhere on, like, the more positive end of the scale. Um, but, yeah, it's it's the case of... I think, for me, the thing that's enticing about it is just the, the whole mood and so on, what they were going for. Um, yeah. and, and the whole thing just seems like a bit of a... Like a passion project of sorts. So, as much as something with this kind of brand on it can be. So, it's cool in that sense and i think it also like it's another it's another um how do you say it's another like branch of the brand or whatever right now you know it's the because ghost game is something that's really cool but it's fairly hyperkinetic i would say in comparison to like what the tone of this seems to be and then likewise you know we're covering tamers right now and that's its own sort of morbid beast so it's you know it's it's nice to see like different elements of the digimon like you know different perspectives and approaches to digimon and this survive seems to be its own thing yet again so i'm kind of excited to to see more of those you know yeah um rather than just like you know doing cyber sleuth but again um which I don't sorry I don't mean to say that the next story game will be that I think the next story game if if it ever happens will be very different well different enough anyway from Cyber Sleuth but yeah like it's nice to see something different yeah different is usually pretty good or at least I'm open to it anyway yeah so best of luck to those folks um, and I mentioned Ghost Game there so so me and you have both watched the episodes Scrafty have you are you keeping up with Ghost Game? So far, yeah, I've I've been I've been in an okay job of of watching episodes like a couple days after they air. Yeah, yeah, I'm usually like because it because I had such a positive reaction to like the first episode, I've been catching it like Sunday mornings <laughs> over here at least, you know, Sunday mornings because mm-hmm. it's already up on Crunchyroll usually by the time I wake up. So it's uh, I I think it's really cool. Um, I yeah, like it's, it's it's very refreshing. I like it a lot. It, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I like the part where, uh, minor spoiler, a Digimon just straight up Larry, it's a kid. That was the hypest <laughs> thing imaginable. You mentioned that last week as well, yeah. Did I? Oh, well, you yeah. know what? It's it's still hype. It, I, more Digimon should Larry at kids. I just love that that's the part that stuck with you out of everything that's happened in this show. you just like Hero getting friggin' destroyed by a giant rabbit. <laughs> it's pretty uh, visceral. <laughs> how, how could that not stick with someone? Yeah, Rarely do we cool. see Digimon against human violence, and I'm not saying we need like more are... of it, but I am <laughs> saying it's enjoyable. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got a whole season of it, uh, you know, the one after the next, so uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. To that. And I guess technically we're in the midst of human on Digimon 
violence as well. And will continue to be in, in the next season as well. Yeah, that's that of, is of, of a sort. True. Not the not as fun though. I will say. Um, yeah. No, but Ghost Game's really cool. Um, I think the the last episode, uh, episode three, um, was they were sort of going into concepts if that's very familiar to someone who's currently watching Tamers right now. Um, in terms of like, oh, I'll download your data and that kind of thing, and this whole thing about Digimon being very desperate to like make it to the real world. So it seems like they, I can't imagine there's accidental, you know, overlap there between Tamers and Ghost Game. Um, but it's still it's still got its own identity. It just feels more like it's establishing itself as like a Digimon thing rather than like a you know the, the concept is this concept is all about these hologram ghosts and them all appearing in the world and causing trouble and that and rather than it just being that it's i felt like episode three was a bit more like oh and this is like also you know is this is similar to the other digimon stuff you watched and in in these specific ways and i kind of like that uh, without yeah, it uh, feeling too referential now that really is i guess joining the main group i'm excited to see more of her just because I, I love her so much so yes. I'm 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 really hoping her character stays strong just because she seems like a lot of fun so far, so we'll see. And hopefully Kiyoshiro um remains just to complete like the the uh swinging metronome at like 180 BPM from cool guy to coward constantly. <laughs> He's fun. And I I I and also on that point, I, I really like Ngoromon, who is not at all the character I expected it to be. I expected Ngoromon to be very like or, or I expected them to be very like um I don't know, not 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 really that talkative and like a bit like I'm trying to think of a comparison, but maybe more like a sort of Donkey Kong kind of character, but like more chill. Uh not no. Angoramon is like very it's fairly fairly verbose and has kind of like a guardian vibe to him, if that makes sense. Like he's, yeah, he feels like the Renamon of the group without just being a copy of Renamon. So, I'm, uh, I guess we'll see how the how Jellymon turns out. Jellymon, yeah. Yet. But but yeah, that's see, Jelly. Je- it's all mystery. Jellymon's the one that's actually like Donkey Kong. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I, I'm still sticking to my theory that she's busy, um, you know, messing up, messing around. Oh, with, that's. Uh, I'm pretty Kay. sure it's been like basically confirmed by now. So <laughs> yeah, the, the episode three was like, I mean, yes, he's, he's definitely been cursed or something. Uh, I do think it's more probably more likely that it turns out to be similar to the plot of this, where there was like more than one Digimon involved in what was going on. So and like a case of like mistaken intentions and stuff. So I can't wait for that though. Of just having your like one one kid has his partner is just like a friendly little brother to him who who really likes chocolate the other one is just like a really chill rabbit who likes to listen to the piano and then yes. you have the one that's just like i am going to curse you forever for, for, <laughs> forever <laughs> like forever. you are, you are like never going to escape this pain <laughs> yes um yeah anyway great show um that that theme tune gets stuck in my head now so yeah that was, oh, that was a good choice so good they released um, the full version, and it's also very good. Oh, they have? Right, okay. Yeah. I have to listen to that. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Um, I think that's all of the, all of our news for this week, but it's been quite... I guess all was quiet on the digital front, because yeah. all we have now is pain and Digimon Tamers. Everything hurts. 
we have a few things on the horizon, but yeah, I think I think we're until we see more of like the game and the movies that are happening and like you know more ghost game, I guess. Yeah, we we have got lots of tamers to go through and yeah, that zero two movie is supposed to be next year, so who knows when yeah, it'll be. That, yeah, that, I am, the movies, I yeah, am both of them. downloading that uh, legally day one. <laughs> okay. All right, Slank. <laughs> Anyways, to distract from that, Scrafty, would you like to uh, to take the reins on episode 37 here? For sure. Uh, this is another um, pretty thematically interesting one. Like Just because we're done with the, the Beelzebub fight doesn't mean that we're done with uh, the heavy themes and... Uh, Bigger ideas, I guess you could say. So this episode in English is called No Mon is an Island, which is, you know, a reference to the famous quote from the prose work uh, Devotions Upon Emergent Occasions by John Donne. That's just like, you know, very simply like no no man is an island, like no, no person can exist by themselves. You need other people in order to live a fulfilling life. If you've seen About a Boy... <laughs> I think that's where I first heard it. So there we go. Thanks, you, Grant. Um, yeah, thanks, you, Grant. <laughs> that's the only time anyone in history will ever say that phrase. He's all right. <laughs> he shouldn't have been in. Uh, he shouldn't have been in Cloud Atlas, but yeah, he was. <laughs> he's right. Anyway, sorry. Carry on, Scrappy. Sorry. Okay, so, uh, yeah, the original Japanese title was Shodan was Shuchaoman, the ultimate level evolution, Saint Galgoman. So another <laughs> example of the the title just. Spelling out exactly what you can expect from this episode. It was written in the dub by Seth Walter, in the original Japanese by Atsushi Maikawa, and directed by Atsutoshi Umezawa. So, more familiar talent on both fronts. This is another one where, like, you know, they're just firing on all cylinders, getting the more familiar people back in there to, to keep the, the lore train rolling along. So this one opens, you know, after the, the Denomont following the, the Beelzemon fight, where they're all just kind of staring at the Suzaku Gate, and wondering, you know, trying to work up the nerve to to enter. Everyone's still pretty burnt out. Like Jerry's still borderline catatonic with, with depression over Leomon's death. Henry's still extremely worried about Susie and distrustful of Lapmon. Terryomon is still so injured that he's kind of physically like derezzing on occasion, very subtly. And they realize this is like the last like step on their journey in the digital world. Like if they if they can go in there and rescue Kalumon from Shuchalmon, then they'll be able to return home safe and sound without having to worry about any more mortal peril. So fortunately, Kazu and Kemp to do the first decent thing they've done this entire series and volunteer to stay behind with Jerry and Susie so that the main trio, their partners, and Lapmon can head over the, the Suzaku Gate into Shuchaomon's domain. So they make it over there. Lapmon tries to reason with him because, you know, she's the, the last remaining deva. <laughs> Every single other one is dead, and Beelzemon has been vanished somewhere else so she tries to reason with him unfortunately Zhu Chaomon who's voiced by the very very talented and tragically belated Tony Pope but he's not having it he refers to Kalumon as the catalyst in English and Digi Enchilea in Japanese which is I think what you were thinking of before Sloan when we were talking about this this concept yeah and they're confused about that before he can really explain he starts attacking them, so the, the, the main trio digivolve their, their partners to ultimate. Start having a big knockdown, drag out brawl, but you know, since Shu Chaomon is not only a mega, but one of the four sovereign, he kind of kicks their butts effortlessly. Like, Rapidmon tries to, to fight back, but is like degenerating in real time because he did not have time to rest up from the last battle and all the severe damage took from that. So, 
Henry finally comes to the realization that, that Terry Armand slash Rapidmon is, is severely wounded and realizes how, how far he's been pushing him without letting him have a break. In this moment of despair, Susie kind of calls out to, to Lotmon and Lotmon calls out to Susie. So Susie like flies over to the Suzaku gate <laughs> with her Digivice and, and joins them all in Shuchanwan's domain. So Susie's presence there makes Henry realize that he was too worried about Susie to, to notice Terrymon, who's also his friend. And they have like a little heart to heart where, you know, they point out that, that neither of them are alone. They always have each other. If Terrymon ever got lost, he was always told to just go back to Henry's house. So this moment of solidarity and understanding unlocks their ability to biomerge to form Mega Gargomon, who in the sub is called Saint Galgomon, which is just a mashup of two different dog breeds, the Saint Bernard and the Galgo. Despite being a gigantic mecha loaded to the teeth with missiles and, and guns and whatever, he decides to instead kick Zhuchaomon's ass with Tai Chi, which is like the coolest decision of all time, in my opinion. And after he's given this big Suzaku a right thrashing, he finishes him off with a huge pair of missiles with giant shit-eating grins on them. And just as they think that they've won the day and they're, they're celebrating, Shuchaomon reappears and goes, Haha, you fools, you think you can defeat me? And then gets ready to, to attack again. That's where the episode ends. They are very they are very confident in their abilities. <laughs> Let's say that <laughs> ending is very much like, yeah, we won! And it's like, hang on. Like, how come no one is thinking this this was too easy? <laughs> but Yeah, like they didn't even see him get destroyed. They just kind of collapsed the building on him. My favorite yeah. part is that Zuchaomon like waits until Henry and Terriermon like back to the, each other, and then is like, "Hey, I'm back." Just like waits <laughs> until like they're at their their most powerless, and then is like, "What's up?" <laughs> yes, you know it's it's, good. it's a coward strap, but it checks out. <laughs> yeah, it's effective. Zuchaomon is um, just a big old bitch. Like he is he is not a pleasant person like my, my my initial reaction to like them just storming in and immediately going into fight mode with him whilst sort of reasonable because you know he's a gigantic flaming you know death bird um is i thought it was kind of odd that like they won't just talk it out especially because i think it's the Kato or someone who notices their uh, as reference to the true enemy or whatever it is or the coming conflict or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is right and it's just like hey wonder what it means by that Eh, anyway, let's go kick his ass. <laughs> like, yeah, it's Henry, it... Henry is pretty aggro, which I think contributes yeah. to a lot of it. And Zuchalmon is extremely aggro. Zuchalmon is 200% mad. Like, he's not he's not <laughs> a, um, a, a willing... He's not willing to just chat. <laughs> so, you know, I get it. But I, uh, yeah, yeah. I need let's to say one small... thing about Zuchalmon's voice, because uh, when you mentioned uh, the voice, I, I looked it up. Tony Pope aka the voice of Zuchalmon was the voice of the Furby, and I just think that we all need to let that sink in for a moment. <laughs> oh, he, wow. Yeah, he was he was also uh, the official voice of Goofy in all Disney works for like a decade. Wait, really? Oh, oh wow. Yeah. I didn't, I'm, I'm I didn't notice to, that. I'm used to Bill Farmer, but like, yeah. I think, yeah, that must be... Was he was he Goofy in the Goofy movie? Cause that would no, be. That, was, that was Bill Farmer. Bill Farmer was Goofy was in Bill. the Goofy movie. Oh, okay, right. I see. But um yeah like unfortunately he would pass away like just a year and a bit after uh this this episode aired um from complications from a leg surgery which is like a really sad way to go yeah it's yeah it's very sad i just when i looked it up and i was looking through it the one thing i noticed was jumpstart first grade math because i had that that game on my pc i was like yo he voiced that dog in that game (laughs) and then i noticed voice of the furby and i was and i just like passed out immediately 
I don't know that, but like it's funny. It's fun, you know. Obviously, I had similar stuff, and uh, it's it's like fun to imagine. Oh yeah, actual actual voice actors had to do yeah. have to do this kind of thing too, <laughs> not just like anime or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, it, Zuchamon. Tony Pope does a really good job here. Does Zuchamon. It's a very like just extremely pissed off voice. It's kind of more yeah. fun in the. It's kind of more fun in the next episode <laughs> where his conversations <laughs> with uh, the other character that shows up. But like it's it's yeah it's it's just really fun. Yeah, um, I think I think part of what makes it so fun is that like. He's he's pissed off, but he still sounds like he still has like this regal edge to him. Yeah, but he's he's just like this is very much the this this fine this is the final boss who never expected he'd have to actually you know put in any work against against this stupid kid. Like he's he's very much like the sort of Ganondorf thing of like oh you actually made it oh now I have to actually kick your ass. This is how I'm just absolutely disgusted with the whole chain of events. Um, <laughs> the idea that I have to sound... fight you yeah. humans disgusts me. <laughs> yes, he's, he is very, he has his ways, he has his, um, he has his principles, and I feel like every one of them is just being trod into the dirt at this point, and he's extremely willing to express that, <laughs> and how it makes yeah, him, he's, it makes he's, him he's just like, I sent 13 dudes after you, and all of them failed? Like, what the heck? <laughs> I do like the. There was that one moment which kind of annoyed me a little. Well, not annoyed is maybe a strong word, but it felt a bit off when he's like going to Lotmon. You're my last diva. Come back to me and I'll forgive you. And it's like, no, I'm pretty sure this. I'm pretty sure this. Like, no pun sort of intended. Now I've realised it, but I'm pretty sure Zuchamon will just be scorched earth with like literally everyone at this point. Like, <laughs> I mean, he he literally sent Katsuramon to kill her like one episode before, and now he's like, hey, yeah, <laughs> I need to strike her. Please, please rejoin me. And, and he yeah, doesn't even, like he even yeah, I was just about to say he doesn't even need her. Yeah, he can just do. I mean, he he might want someone else. He might want a lackey or whatever just to have them do all this shit rather than him. But like, yeah. he must realize at this point, nah, I'm kind of the only one who's gonna get any. He just shit wants to here. sit by the fireplace all day. He doesn't have to go outside. You know what? Exactly. Mood. I under I understand wanting to have a lackey to go get your groceries for you. Yeah, even Bialzi. Like maybe. It would maybe it would have been fun if they like set, put something in there to be like maybe make out like he's a bit afraid of Beelzebub, but um and like kind of want someone to like watch his back against him. But I don't know. That's the only reason I can think of why he'd ever want Lotmon on his side again. Like and and then yeah, Lotmon is just showing enough to say I won't you know I won't side with anyone who resorts to violence or whatever. <laughs> Which is like, hang on, do you know do you know what company you're in right now? But uh, okay. can't believe Lotmon uh, is a centrist. Can I believe Lavon spent like one afternoon with the Ho-O kid and immediately changed all of her politics? Yeah. Lavon says Susie centrism. Oh god. God. She she truly is the Susie centrist, isn't she? Yeah. Yes, she kind of has to be. Um. Now, oh, by the way, um, yeah, that that scene where Susie like flies away to her is the funniest thing. I love that so much. That was a Simpsons reference. Like Gargerman just says a Simpsons reference there. Yeah, oh, like the, I, I, I was watching her. I watched it all happen or whatever. Yeah, it's it's like in, in the episode where Bart leaves Millhouse in charge of the factory and he, he comes back in the morning and it's like in pieces. And this goes, Millhouse told you to watch it. It's like, I didn't watch it. I watched it start to fall over and then it fell over. <laughs> it's so good. I Gardramon is like the, the bright spot that is like all of these like really stressful, depressing episodes. He's he's pretty fun. Um, the, the, obvious, the obvious highlight here is when you have Kazu talking about how he's you know because he's having to look after jerry and Susie, which he volunteered to do um and um 
and he's like, oh, I've got all these sad girls around me, Ooh. which I just thought was like, okay, all right, you've just you've just gone from like being like the nicest you've been to being the most insufferable prick you've been, <laughs> like in this whole series. And then Gargamon just immediately like slaps him around the face with that line of like, if you want a girlfriend, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you'll make plenty of. Um, once you start dating, I'm sure you'll make plenty of girls sad. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. It's just such a sick man. It's, like, it's so good. <laughs> Jesus, Gargamon. Especially because it, like, it's said so sincerely. Like, Gargamon obviously yeah. like doesn't understand. He's oblivious in like a fun way. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if he was like mean about it, it'd be like, oh, like that. okay, that's maybe a little too much, but not really because it's caused you. But the, that, the fact that he plays it so straight and is like chill about it and like thinks it's like a, a, a nice thing, yeah. I'm like, okay. This is what I love about Gardramon. He's he's really funny in this, yeah. And, and I also do appreciate the fact that, like, what's he going to do when he sees her fly away? Like, I feel like I don't know. Maybe he. I, I don't know if he has like extendable arms or whatever. Maybe, but like, I don't think there's really much you could do in that scenario where she starts <laughs> You'd shoot her down. Rock. Yeah, I'll small. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like he's not going to do that. Um, at least I hope not. So it's just really funny. I do. I do wish they'd just had like. I do. I do wish they'd just had like the Digi-Gnomes carry her off or something because I feel like that's implicitly what's sort of happening anyway. Um, but it just looks funny to see her like yeah. flying through the air. She just like yeets off into infinity. Yeah. What if she lets go of it? <laughs> like what happens? <laughs> um, then she then she smashes against that uh, those yeah. stones and dies. <laughs> She's in a very long. Her, her six year old body can't handle that. No, she shouldn't be here. I understand Henry's everything. <laughs> I I will say though, yeah. in terms of Gargamon moments, I love Susie's like just scaling this like this massive like structure. Like, no issue for some reason. And Gargamon's like, are you sure that's safe? Susie just says, no! And Gargamon's like, okay. Just doesn't do anything. <laughs> doesn't tell anyone. Listen, he was told to watch, not care. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of a funny moment. I do find it kind of odd that, like, yeah, Susie does end up getting, like, summoned, but then, like, Lotmon doesn't really do anything. <laughs> there's no there's no evolution scene or anything. Like, yeah, she doesn't I think... come and Telemon. Susie's yes, presence anyway. there is, is solely to remind Henry that he's being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's understandably stressed this episode. I understand why. And I, yeah, it is a good reminder of like, there is someone he is like fighting for to protect, but it also is a sign of like him rushing in way too much for himself, for like his own self and putting himself and others in danger because of it. Yeah, he's he's being irresponsible. He's He's got tunnel vision. Yeah, he's he's trying to be so responsible that it just circles over into irresponsibility. Yeah, I think I think, I think the thing here with Terrymon also just being like, I'm not injured, I'm totally fine. It's like a very much like a oh, um, you know, it's not like it's not like Henry explicitly is ignoring Terrymon's injuries or whatever, but like you know, it's to the point where Terrymon doesn't want to let him down or whatever, and it's it's quite yeah. sad. Yeah, I just I, Henry being a complete jerk here is like really. He's going to like slap Susie. Like it's did, really he didn't cool. he didn't slap her in the sub, did he? No, no, he just shuts oh. her down. Okay, because I, I was like, God, if he like actually like slapped her, then I was going to immediately cancel this man. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's. I mean, he's always. I understand like the emotion here, or whatever, and like I can't say I've never been like, you know, 
similarly frustrated ever in my life because sometimes it just does be that way it's like every single thing that's coming out of someone's mouth is just annoying or whatever but like and obviously that's you know in a scenario like this i can imagine that being expounded but it's yeah it's just hard for him to watch when he's always been sort of the i think the i think initially he's supposed to be like the sort of more calm and collected one but that's like not that's not him that's terry Mon, but it's not him <laughs> like you know, and you, you sort of see the responsibility that he feels get piled on more and more and more and this feels like a breaking point of all that which it is is interesting it's it's good stuff and it feels like the end yeah. or the well at least the peak of a character arc for for henry and for terry Mon. so it's I, some good stuff i really like the line he says in the beginning when he's like all i want to do is be a good digimon tamer and have some fun and now Susie's life is yeah. in danger, and I don't know if I'll ever get home. Like, I think that's, like, a really perfect encapsulation of, like, how this series has gone. And, like, also, like, how Henry has had to, like, you know, s- struggle throughout it because of, of what's happening with his sister and whatnot. Like, I think, and especially with the last two episodes where Susie, where Bialzman was going to shoot Susie, basically. Like, he was going to kill all of them. And, you know what? I think it's it's a, a really good... Thing to sort of show Henry's own sort of breaking point and then like help rebuild him and when he realizes hey like he does have other people he doesn't have to just sort of push off on his own with no one else I, I really like that and I and I really dig the fact that they sort of go for that mm-hmm. that's great um, yeah Henry I, I, I feel like I've always found Henry to be like the more the most interesting my personal favorite character in this in this series like even if he's not like He's not exactly in the center, but I, I don't know. I just I, I really like the I, I just his what his um, trials and tribulations are. I suppose is just very um, I've always found that quite really interesting. Um, but yeah, he's he's it's nice to see another. I feel like these are the last few sort of times we're going to see like really particularly like character focused episodes in like the traditional Digimon sense, at least in this series, because. Like we're gonna have another one like this for Rika and to introduce uh, Renamon's mega form, um, but then after that, I don't know. Like, I think I think after that, it's just plot central. Like all characters yeah. sort of being involved in everything going on. Like obviously, we'll, we'll Takato, have moments, Jerry... but I, I, but we're not gonna have like these these things where you see a character sort of trials and tri- tribulations sort of come to a head and resolve as we have been now. It's in, yeah, it's interesting because it's it's woven into like the ongoing plot here again as well, rather than being something like, uh, for example, I don't know, like the episode where uh, Kazu gets his Digimon, for example, which was it felt like a bit of a character one or something. But like, um, yeah, like th- this was still very much part of the overall plot, which I appreciate, and this is something this show does quite well is blur the lines between like something that on the surface is like a formula you know if you think about it rather it's a formulaic like this is introducing a new digimon form you know episode and then also being an episode that's actually about something (laughs) other than just that you know other than just introducing some merchandise or whatever like so i i I do appreciate that um very much um yeah also yeah mega gargamon is really cool (laughs) like i've got to say i it's a fun Digimon. It, it is super cool. I, I like it. I, I, I love the fact that its Japanese name sounds super holy and like regal, and then you realize that it's literally just 
two dogs. dog names smashed together. It's just dogs. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't really Oops, make all Saint dogs. Menard. I didn't really. I didn't really make the Saint Bernard like, comp- you know, point <laughs> or connection rather. I didn't really make that connection before now, but I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, I just hate the fact it's it's a it's a rabbit. It's not dogs. Terrier Mon is a rabbit. <laughs> no, he's not dogs. Sloan, what's yeah. a terrier? It's I no, I understand. Sloan, I'm just tell saying, me what's a terrier? What's a terrier? I I know what a terrier is. Tell me what a terrier is. It's a dog. Exactly. But Terrier Mon is a rabbit. Yeah. They kind of they kind of the name stopped making sense <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> Gargomon is a rabbit in jeans with guns. He's not a dog in jeans. He's a rabbit in jeans. I think it's. I think, I think it is really funny that they 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 called you know the second form Galgomon in in Japanese. I want you to both to do me a favor right now. Look up what the Galgo actually looks like. Yeah, I I did that recently, but I'm gonna do it again because I I don't remember what the Galgo looks like. Let me have a look. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, that ain't that ain't look like what Gargomon looked like. <laughs> yeah, it's hey, like. It's a greyhound. What's a galgo? <laughs> okay, no, I got that all wrong. That's a traditional Korean drum, apparently. <laughs> galgo. Okay, no, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Galgo dog. Galgo thirteen. Oh, Spanish Spanish greyhound. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the yeah, whip okay. thin. It doesn't look anything like the, the the big bulky bullet boy. They were yeah. They they were just. Pulling shit out of a hat. I don't know. Like, I think I think this is still a better through line in terms of like the form and like inspiration and so on than um, <laughs> you know Gallantmon and his relation to the entire rest of his line, which is very yeah. much like dinosaur, 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 man. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but you know that's hey, yeah. that's Digimon for you. It is this. Um, this one is the most clearly dog-like of the of the the stages. Yeah, this one's this one's just this is the off one. Ignoring the names, like this is the. This is the off, off brand one or whatever. But like, because all the all the others are clearly rabbits. But um, yeah, but you know, hey, it doesn't it doesn't matter. But I, I these, still these, I still like it, and the, the 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 digivolution sequence is leagues better than uh, Rapidmon's was. Yes, gotcha. Yes, yeah, they, get they some, do... get some good kaiju action in there. It works a lot better when they're like doing like here. There's a lot of like it's like a mechanical transformation. And that works yeah. a lot better rather than like organic parts like changing, because that just looks real weird when you've got some like early two thousand CG in the mix. It just <laughs> it just looks really bad. Um, yeah, not not good. But I, I I remember in our fighting game episode you brought up wanting Mega Gargomon because of the the Tai Chi, and I oh that was such a good moment of how he's just like I'm just going to punch this bird. Yeah, like I'm, I'm loaded to, I'm loaded to the gills with with missiles and and guns and bombs, and I'm gonna friggin' jump up and kick this bird in the face. It's so good. It's cool, and like he still does use the the artillery as well, which yeah. I appreciated because it's like it's there. He should probably use it, right? But it's done like in a more defensive manner, which was cool. Um, yeah, yeah, and so, I love the, the finishing move where it just fires two missiles with with faces like little kitty faces on them. Yeah, they just turn into like the most like shit eating grins as they fly towards they, the target. They they do like a, like a really like mean like colon three face. Like if you put like the the like the less than sign in front of a, a, a colon three, so it's like a, like an evil colon three. That's basically what they're doing. They smile. I didn't I didn't expect them to like just actually smile rather than rather than being like 
you know, a smile had been drawn on them. They just like literally have faces which then form a smile. <laughs> it's literally the best design decision in anything Digimon ever. They're alive. He has shoot he's shooting live he's shooting bullet bills at this uh Um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so but I, I do like his form. It's it's one that I uh, I was I was very quick, as it were, as quick as it could be to get Mega Gargamon in Cyber Sleuth, and sure enough, yeah, it's it's always fun to see him here. Um, uh, yeah, I totally forgot his um, evolution scene. Just had him like standing in the middle of a city, <laughs> like uh, like it's a big like, yeah, like old, uh, Ultraman style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's, I, I really like it. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's fun. And I, I I really do just sort of like love how it comes about because of this. Like the like like you said, like the moment where is where Terramon's like, remember what you told me if I got lost, like meet back at your house, and then Lotmon's like, I can come too. Like that sort of like moment of like like repairing those sort of like the things he was like very much straining in terms of like his relationship with Lotmon and his sister type of thing. And then it's just very sweet and cute, and even Terramon gets like his little thing, and like, what you think the sun won't rise when you're not there to greet it, while also like handing him like the lesson of like, don't you don't have to do this all on your own, like s- stupid. It's <laughs> it's such a good moment. I I really love this sort of like yeah like this resolution to his sort of like late digital world character arc, like when Susie enters the picture. Yeah, he's like borderline like. Uh egomania or whatever when it comes to how like he's going to be the one to save the day and whatever it's like okay firstly you clearly haven't been paying attention if you think you're the main character henry and <laughs> secondly um he's yeah it's just it's just silly and like getting in the way and i'm glad that like of course terry and mom will call him out for it so i'm glad that yeah they, they have that scene um yeah just just good good satisfying stuff all around um Trying to think what else happens in this episode. Um, we get some stuff with Calamon, don't we? Like, yeah, yeah he's, like he's climbing. He has the most intense core strength. Yeah, it's surprising that that is that he's able to <laughs> pull that off. But it's it's a fun little scene. Yeah, like it is interesting that and the, the like I think the, the catalyst has a good translation or localization of Digi uh, and Telesia because like. Entelecheia is like a very complex philosophical concept, and they do not explain it at <laughs> yes. all in the sub. If I had not looked it up beforehand, I would not understand what they're talking about. I gotta read the the sixteen page side story to learn more. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad that they they made that change. That was a sensible decision. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, like essentially, what it means is potential. Like Calamon is the power of potential uh, for all of Digimon kind. Um, which was somehow given uh, ego and, and you know allowed to wander off on his own. Well, they mentioned that. Is it this episode or the next one where they say that they they explicitly say we turn that power into a Digimon? Uh, they, they they do mention it offhand in this episode, at the very least in the sub. Okay. But uh, it's never it's not elaborated on until next episode. Yeah, next episode is when like it all sort of comes to light and I do I do I do like that we're like still seeing like a uh, just like a little bit of Calamon stuff where it's like, okay, like, there's, at least we know what he's up to and he's not just, like, sitting there or whatever. And I like that, like, we are getting, like, this wider hint to to Calamon because, like, even early on, like, we have, like, everyone, like, you're a Digimon, like, why don't you fight? And he's like, I don't want to fight, like, I want to eat, eat cream puffs type of thing. 
and learning about that I, I think is really cool like it's just like such like a, a, another neat part of tamers like as a whole that like slots in and i i, I really dig it Carmen also represents like it, at the point in the show we're at now there's like it's we're pretty much at the death of whimsy you know there's like not much of that going on anymore but Calamon's yeah. presence you know just really from even when he's like climbing up a like glass prison that he's found himself trapped in he still manages to make it cute somehow <laughs> so, there's there's a lot of yeah. brevity in this episode that like is much needed after like the the pain train we just went through like especially um yeah sure yeah uh rika finding out about like the email that Takato set and is like you put oh, a, you yeah. put hearts and he's like no I don't even know what a heart is and then he's like I put smiley faces like and she's like that's even worse and I'm just like okay like I needed this I needed this so badly yeah it's been a while since like an actual because like she pretty much even by her own admission at this point like she's chilled the hell out yeah. and uh, which is good in terms of her character and that but uh, it's been a while since we've had a good Rika freak out and uh, yeah and uh, it's yeah, it's kind of kind of fun to have another one here, um, in this fashion. They're like literally going to the final boss, but they're still like, "Wow, Sakado, yeah. you really like emailed my mom and put hearts. What is? <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> we are going to kill yeah. the sovereign, and then I'm going to kill you." Yeah, I was worried that that was going to become like a more of a point because it just seemed like really serious. <laughs> but I'm I'm glad it was just oh, it's just the Kato trying to like figure out how can he, how he can avoid certain death in this moment. <laughs> yeah, and that, 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 that wasn't can't. the dub original joke either. Like, in the sub, the joke's the exact yeah. same. That Rika's super upset that not only did he put uh, hearts next to her name, but he also signed it Rika-chan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I can, oh, Takata, you're done for. Yeah, she, she I did tell. say in the first arc that she would kick his ass if he ever called her that again. So Yeah, I remember that. That's Oh, that's really good. That's one of those that I could tell. I could tell it was a. Um, I could tell that was a, that was what it was meant to be. Like that wasn't just a dub, dub invention, um, and that's always nice when it's like, yeah, okay, that's mm-hmm. clearly a joke, and I'm glad that they they nailed it <laughs> in, the, in the in the dub. I think just about like every joke in this episode is more or less nailed, and I appreciate that. Like, this is still like a pretty serious <laughs> episode, yeah. given like you know. Terrier Mon nearly dies. Um, War Growlmon has to stop Zhu Chaomon from instantly like incinerating yeah. these three kids. Like, there's yeah, still like enough like that. humor that, and it doesn't like take away or detract from the episode because of like what's going on. So it's 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 very nice. It's a real relief. Yeah. Um, Jerry in this episode is kind of it's depressed. It's, yeah, it's it's kind of telling or some like interesting foreshadowing. I'm not sure how intentional. I guess it's intentional in, in, to an effect, but but like the the whole thing here is that like they have no idea what to do with her. <laughs> like you know they they are trying to cheer her up, but it's very clear that like, neither of them either has the time or the energy or the you know frankly the experience to like know what the hell to do with someone who is just this mopey. Yeah, and that so. Rika both try and cheer her up and they're like oh like it, you didn't want to like fight Jerry like I understand like this isn't the kind of fight we can just run away from like and then we'll come back and she's like except Leo Mon he's never coming back and it's just like you two really whiffed it you two just made it worse huh 
No, I mean, to be fair, she is like, I, I kind of, I saw that scene and I'm just like, damn, really? That's what we're doing? Like, yeah, you know, like, you, you may, maybe just, you, you need to chill out. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jerry is not making this any better for herself, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, um, that, that was a, a dub original as well. And the sub, she's still just very hyper fixated on, on his last words. Dang, Jerry, build a bridge and get over it. <laughs> I don't know, like, kind of. <laughs> it's kind of rude. Tom but, like, said, "If if an eleven year old girl faces horrible tragedy, just get over, it. just post the road. I'm not even saying. Okay, look, my point I'm was joking. more that like the, the 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 way that they phrase like her reaction here or her response to them trying to cheer her up here is just very much like. Not it's not just like uh, sorry, there's no sorry, but I think I'm just going to be this way for a while. Um, it's more like, I'm gonna, well, I'm going to be an asshole back at you guys because uh, it's like no, it's not. I don't know, but it's not even how like a child would react. <laughs> it's just very much like the, the by comparison, I feel like the closer reaction would have been how like Susie is. But, like, she would have been like that in a more rational sense, if that makes sense. Like, she would have. She's she's entering her depressed e girl phase. It would have made more sense for Jerry to be, like, in hysterics still. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Where Susie the... is just, like, constantly like, in hysterics because she's a six year old girl. Yeah. So. And in the sub, she's basically just catatonic. Like, she is barely saying a single word and even acknowledge- or even acknowledging what people are saying. Like, she's not moping. She's just, like, dead. She's dead. Yeah. She, better, she's still yeah. blue screened. I just yeah, I just thought it was a very like sarky response from her, which I didn't really <laughs> thought. I thought it was kind of like, okay, I'm not feeling sympathetic for her. <laughs> She's going to be Dang. like, this. Uh, <laughs> but but yet I should, um, which isn't. Um, anyway, yeah, that's well, you know, hey, we discussed it last time, but I guess the consequences of them flubbing that line is probably gonna yeah be felt in more ways, like 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 it's felt here as well. Um, yeah. Anyone got any more to say about this one? Yeah, in particular. Uh, let me look at my notes. Oh, I will say, um, shout out to Tamers for expediting evolution so much, because we go from uh rookie to ultimate for three Digimon in the beginning, and it didn't take like ten minutes, like it would in uh, adventure. So you know what? Good job on that. Well, <laughs> that was. I mean. <sighs> They clearly used those scenes in like adventure and so on to kill time, like because the script wasn't there in terms of like providing. I will say this for Tamers: I feel like every episode is written to fill the time that it's in with like meaningful material for the most part. Yeah, that's not to say that there hasn't been filler episodes. I mean, God knows, you know, the GG Mon one and so on, but it's like it doesn't feel it's not killing time by like stretching out evolution scenes. Or anything like that, you know. So, an adventure did that constantly, and I feel like that's another sign of like the goof, or in terms of like quality between this show and the adventure shows, which I still really like, of course. But yeah, it's yeah. It just, I just it, I just yeah. appreciate the fact that it's like, oh, like it is not like we don't have half the episode being taken up by Digivolution. Like they're they exactly. are making sure yeah. to to suitably speed it up so that way we can get to the good stuff because. If we had like seven, six, seven people going in uh, to Ultimate and uh, Adventure, that would be a lot of time. I get why they don't, but it would have been fun if they did like a, a sequence which was specifically for like the main three or Digivolving at once or something like that. Like that would have mm-hmm. been cool. 
Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would honestly love it if. Um, I know that like it's not really necessary considering you know they 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 now almost all have bio merge, which are pretty swift because it just goes from their their default form to yes. to it's that. It's the warp. Yeah, it's the warp. Yeah. Same as the warp. Yeah. But yeah, it would be cool if they had like a traditional warp as well, uh, where instead of having to go from their to their champion and then their their ultimate, they just went right to their ultimate. Yeah. I don't think that's ever been done. In like, well, sorry, what no, is it was, ever? I mean, I guess I mean in, in the shows we've watched so far. It was an adventure because there was there was a distinction between warp digivolving and then double warp digivolving, which was to mega. Oh. Okay. I guess I kind of thought that was still the sequences, like one after another. But okay, maybe. All right, I'm probably just misremembering. Um. Any, I thought, yeah, I just I just thought warp digivol was always the thing where they. You know, do the, C- the CG and like the warping. You know, it's like the quick flashes into each form and then to mega. Um, yeah, I don't know. That seems really cool. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say though. Uh, thank you for not taking forever to digivolve. I am sad though because like this is some of the last like card swipes we'll get. But <laughs> yes, I guess so. Yeah, we're getting, we're still getting some, and and I like the way that it cuts in from like the one like get, getting the cards, like the three of them. I think that's like a really nice like stylistic touch. I think we're at the point now where like I I said it would be kind of sad to see the um, modify cards stop being used or whatever. I think we're at the kind of point now where I think that makes sense. Like it makes sense to maybe just not really need to do that anymore. Um, yeah, I just like it so much. Like that's the thing. Like I understand, and they're obviously like growing past that, and you can't like did you modify when you're Gallantmon? But I, I just think modify is like such a cool like concept for this season, given like Digimon is like a a whole dang franchise that it does make me sad that they move away from it. I'm just like, oh, like I wish I wish we still had it. I I like did you modify so much. It makes sense when you've got Megas and like having having them needed to be modified on top of that would be kind of like a admission that like, you know, they aren't as hot shit as they're maybe supposed to be. <laughs> but um Yeah. But I don't know. I mean this they're fairly resourceful as well in terms of the Megas, like even even like you've been seeing it in the ultimate forms with like how useful Dalmon is, for example. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it's 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 certainly going to you're only going to see that more and more, especially with Mega Gargamon and his like, you know, different missile attacks and whatever. I don't know if he has different missile attacks. I'm just kind of assuming he has all sorts of like war machine type stuff going on with <laughs> inside that mech of him. He has he has the arm missiles and then he has the the kitty face missiles. Can he like yeah, fire I mean, like his the... fists as well, like Robo and Chrono Trigger? Like I feel like that rings a bell. Can he not just well like the. The, the the gauntlets that he has are, are basically just Gargomon's um like Gatling guns, so you can fire. Oh yes, those. right, right. But I meant like blast them off to like you're thinking pun- of Delta punch Road. someone from across the room or something. I can't remember, but you're probably right. That seems like something that the show would do. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think it is, but I I I hope I can be surprised and like get really hyped uh like a ro- like a shooting rocket punch. Yes, that would be fun. I'm looking up Mega Gargamon X, by the way, because I'm just curious, because I don't think I've ever seen it before. There even there's is such an a X thing. version of Mega Gargamon. I mean, I'm I'm just assuming, right? Because there seems to be a lot of X versions of like popular, you know, Digimon. Is there X really not versions? No, there's Black Mega Gargamon, which is Mega Gargamon, but black. 
There's a lot of fan art of of like theoretical Mega Gargoman axes, but I can't see any. I, any I don't want to see. A, I don't want to see a Mega Gar. I uh, the X forms. Don't <laughs> like them. Don't like them. Don't like them. Um. Okay. Cool. Should we move on to the next one? Let's move on to the next one. Yeah, I am excited because here's our lore dump. Uh, do you mind if I take it away with this? Go for it. I I love some lore. I and I mean and I mean this unironically, genuinely. I just love lore. I love stupid Digimon Adventure Zero Two lore, except for when the crest was recon. But that's beside. The, I love Digimon Tamers lore. So let's get started. So. Episode 38, Mon explains it all, or in the sub, The True Enemy Comes Alive, Battle of the Four Holy Beasts. This was written in the dub by Seth Walter and Scrafty. Do you have the sub writer? Yes, it was in the sub. It was written by Hiro Masaki and directed by Takao Yoshizawa. Okay, so this episode starts off back home on Earth with the monster makers in Yamaki trying to construct a new arc to, to get the kids home. But the issue is that even with all of like all of the world's processing power, apparently a lot of help, and even the the power of Hypnos, there is still like just not enough computing power to to get this arc done fast enough. And Johnny was like very worried about the fact that he needs the Digidestin to still hold on, Digidest Digimon Tamers to still hold on a little bit longer so they can get it fixed and they can get the kids back home. Meanwhile, in the digital world, we have Zhichaomon came back and he's attacking. So Rika has Renamon, Matrix has evolved to Daomon, and Daomon uses the talisman spell to keep the group shielded. And they're sort of flying away while Zhichaomon is sort of like hitting them and like tossing them around. And Daomon is trying to keep it up, but really can't. So what happens is Terriermon and Giomon jump out of the, the little bubble to attack Zhichaomon. But of course, it does nothing because... Juchaomon is a dang mega and a sovereign Big at bird. that. He's a dang bird. You can't hurt a bird. So Juchaomon is about to like destroy the humans, but and destroy basically destroy all of them, I should say. But something comes out with like a lightning whip, and it's a Zulongmon. The Zulongmon we all know and begrudgingly deal with since Adventure Zero Two. He is there to tell Juchaomon, like, hey, the humans are not the enemy. There's a true enemy. And Juchaomon says that he thinks the Tamers, like, are endangering them and their kind and how the Tamers, you know, destroyed the Devas. So they aren't that good. And Juchaomon is like, but actually, the Devas were attacking them first. And so, you know, they're having their tiff of, like, Oh, like we need the Zhuchamon's like, oh, we need Digivolution to to get stronger to fight this true enemy. And Azulongmon is like, no, I think we don't need Digivolution and we need humans. So Azulongmon is talking about how he hid the catalyst in the form the catalyst for Digivolution in the form of a Digimon, which as we come to learn is Kalamon, and Zhuchaomon attacks Gilmon and Terriermon, who who fell into the water and were swimming to get on land. He wants them to sort of like see if they can handle this. And Takato jumps out of the seal that they're shielded by the spell. And Bio merges with Gilmon to create Gallantmon again. And they, Zuchaomon and Gallantmon fight for a bit. But Azulamon interrupts and is like, again, like, hey guys, we gotta fight the true enemy. 
and cut to Ryo and Cyberdramon who are in Baihuman's domain. Baihuman is one of the Digimon sovereigns. And instead he finds a big forest, but it's actually Ebon Wumon, who is the last Digimon sovereign. Apparently Baihuman is down in some like deep crevice fighting the true enemy and Ebon Wumon is sort of like, you know, just just watching the area for him. And we see like these like these earthquakes and explosions and like these like bursts of light that are popping up from out of the ground. And Ryo is like, oh, like maybe maybe we should get out of there. And then we cut back to the main group and we see Penta Kazu Jerry are arriving on Gardramon, who has been flying because they saw the giant explosion that leveled like everything earlier when Zhu Chaomon was using one of his attacks to sort of, you know, le- just level everything, basically. So now that the fight has stopped, Azulongmon talks about the the true enemy and that it used to be part of like the original like layer of the digital world back where like their ancestors were, which is sort of like the the area that they they went to when they arrived, the the whole like rocky, empty, desolate desert. But the the true enemy like went away as the digital world expanded and the sovereigns awoke it with how powerful they are. And Azulongmon's like, so we hid the catalyst in a Digimon to to sort of hide it from the true enemy. And then the Digi-Gnomes come in carrying Shibumi, who explains the, the true enemy is a, a program called the D-Reaper, which was originally made to make sure that artificial life didn't exceed its original power parameters and grow too powerful, and it was to delete it. So, but he notes that the D-Reaper wasn't designed to take on, like, super powerful Digimon like the Sovereigns. It was supposed to handle something, some other stuff. It's not made as explicitly clear in the dub, I felt like. But essentially, he's like, oh, like, you have to stop this because this thing is putting them in danger. And he thinks, like, oh, maybe it's mutated. But before he can explain much more, though, we cut to a hospital that Shibumi is waking up in. And he was in a coma, but he he's now awake and the group is like, wait, but now we don't know anything else. And at the end, we see Kalamon continuing to try and escape the, the, the prison, the hole he was in. And we see little red blobs floating upwards. And Kalamon's like, that looks pretty dangerous. And that is where the episode ends. Oh, you forgot, you forgot the part of the end where Davis goes... Davis and Calamon start talking to each other. <laughs> Which I fucking hated. I loved it. That was good. No! You put it's the good. fourth wall. You can't just he, talk they, to he didn't that break, No, they didn't talk to each other. It was Calamon talking to himself and Davis was jumping in because that's what Davis does. I've, I've, I've been finding his recaps, by the way, at the beginning of episodes. I've been finding them incredibly optimistic, <laughs> let's say, considering the tone of his show. I mean, um, it's Davis. He, he wants to remain hopeful too. Yeah, I guess so. That is that is authentic to a to an extent. <laughs> but yeah. Um I wish I liked this episode. I but I don't. <laughs> do like this episode fundamentally, but it's very confusing to the point where like I reround a few times and I was like, okay, like there is like something that they're missing here or something that I'm missing fundamentally and I'm not like smart enough to to comprehend where i i just lose track and i'm like okay d reaper bad i think it's 
so I don't think the actual concepts that they're explaining here, which is primarily a that there is you know there's discord beneath between the sovereigns and you know they have different ideas about what's going to get them out of this funk that's coming on and what that funk actually is and you know introducing the d reapers by name for the first time and you know what they actually stand to do and what they were there for originally i just feel like they a lot of this was just really poorly paced i found like and you had moments coming i think my, my eyes just rolled and i was just kind of like okay no i i don't i definitely don't like this episode when shibumi came in shibumi h christ came floating in on a, <laughs> on a bed of digi-gnomes or whatever like he's just <laughs> he really did i will agree there yeah. He's he's definitely got the whole Jesus vibe going on, and and I don't think it was accidental. Um, and I think it was a huge mistake to have any sort of overlap, like in on screen, like in place, in you know, in universe overlap between how the sovereigns, you know, the Digimon see things, and what the actual real world explanations for those things are. I think they should be entirely separate because they are. It's fascinating to see how concepts such as like a data, you know, a data cleanup, like you know, basically like a defragmentation tool or whatever. It, you know, it's it's fascinating to see how that thing is perceived by the Digimon as like an or you know an an existential threat to their very being and their very you know potential. Um, yeah. But having Shibumi then come in to say like, oh, this is what it is, and here's what it's for, and the sovereigns seem to have seemingly have no real care about the fact that it's like a real world application or whatever. Um, like I don't, don't know what an be... exe is. It says you Chalmon. They don't find that to be like a blasphemous or anything. It's just very. They shouldn't know who Shibumi is, and I feel like that's just a huge mistake. I don't. When I say mistake, I don't think it's going to have any completely damaging ramifications for the show or anything. But I, I don't think that they should have done that. Yeah. If anything, I I, I do get your point, and as I think about it, like maybe they should have had like Shibumi like he wakes up suddenly and he's like i i got to tell like the the mon- my friends about this like the monster makers and he's calling them he's like hey like the d reaper and they're like what and he he starts explaining like yeah like i i made this thing to uh destroy artificial intelligence type of thing and then meanwhile in the digital world you have like azulongmon being cryptic cuz he doesn't really know what it is i think that could have been like a very good split between like the the scientists getting like the actual thing that can then be explained when the kids return home and then the kids like learning about this from the sovereigns, and there's still this like air of like confusion and like who knows what's really happening or what it really is. Yeah, I also think it was kind of a. I think it's less interesting to introduce something, especially a villain um, or an antagonist or whatever you want to call it, um, in a fashion where it's being explained by a bunch of characters who are ostensibly new characters. Um, and not and not you should show show then tell i think is a is a really important rule when it comes to actually having an imposing threat and it's not it's not to say there are aren't ways that you could potentially do that and i think it would have been cool if they'd like flitted back and forth between like perhaps a more a less a less in-depth explanation but like a more dramatic one flitted between that and the scenes with like uh the scenes that uh, rio was witnessing with the with the fight between the Digimon that Bayumon or something, and um, and the what I believe was the D Reaper, um, that would have been cool. And they kind of almost do that, but I don't think they. It, it feels like they either 
didn't quite understand what they what they could have done, or they just didn't execute on it. Some of the know. issues you might have with this are because the the dub made some confusing localization changes in this, and it's not even that like you know things got mistranslated. It's that they they read the text and said no, we're doing something different than that. Okay, so so well, what I were the changes not... then? Because that's what yeah, I'm. I am actually that, pretty yeah. curious about that because, like I said, like there was a lot of confusion on my end, just sort of like listening and watching so i i am kind of curious like what they did in the localization so essentially the the the, the core purpose of the d reaper is is different uh in across versions so in the original all it is is it's a program that eliminates useless or obsolete data from the network so after said data has existed for a certain amount of time it's considered to be obsolete and gets cleaned up okay that's... so with this in mind when the digital world was created the D-Reaper was also created on the outermost layer, just kind of sitting there, because the monster makers didn't want to have to keep cleaning up the, the oldest forms of the digital world um, as it expanded and grew organically. And um, it's just that because they're hitting a certain point in the timeline at this point, you know, their, their data is, the, the data of all the Digimon, especially the, like the sovereigns like, who were there from the start, is getting old enough that they the, the D-Reaper goes, okay, time to clean up. And, and so they're the around. Reapers. Pardon? They're the Reapers from Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's that's a, a decent way of putting it. Yeah. But so less, when not, not, that, there's no malice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, just doing its yeah. job. I mean, that's as someone who has been rewatching some friends stream Mass Effect, I would say that sure there is some malice, but that is also just part of the cycle. But I don't want to get into Mass Effect lore on this Digimon, <laughs> the on this Digimon podcast. The Reapers in Mass Effect are assholes. I feel like that can be stated without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, yeah, I yeah they're still just doing their job. So, um... The point is I'm always right, Tom. The point is I'm always right. Is, says the Reapers. So, this this difference actually is, is important because when Jerry hears this in the sub, she comments, so this is going to happen no matter what. This was inevitable. And then she says, we're literally fighting against fate. My heart, I'm gonna cry. This poor so there's girl. a lot there's a lot better thematic through line because because of the those those two changes, both to Leomon's last words and to the D Reaper's purpose, that um I think unnecessarily complicate things. Cause like yeah, like Shibumi outright states in the original that um the D Reaper was designed to be a primitive program with with zero intelligence, zero morality. Just something that, you know, coldly executes its purpose. Uh, and in the dub, for some reason, they changed that to him being like, oh, you know, we designed it to, you know, be intelligent. We didn't think it would have it would have the, str- the strength to destroy the entire digital world. And it's like, and he also adds this thing about, oh, it must have mutated by incorporating the data that we had devoured. And it's like, that's, you're inventing things. Like, you're just making things yeah. up. The thing is, they add so much where I'm like, I can't like keep comprehending this because they are just putting in so much where if they were just like, yeah, like it's basically just like a garbage collector, like in a program. And every so often it just, it just dumps all of that and it's, and it restarts. Then... Yeah, so my, 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 my problems here is I never felt like I didn't understand what was going on. It just felt like there was very sloppy. And the idea that actually they were going in and just, you know, adding stuff on top of it makes that make a lot more sense. Yeah. I still think, like I still... Sorry, go on, go on. Yeah, like, it's not like this, the, the dub is confusing. It, it just, like, it's making unnecessary changes that seem like... It seems like the dub writers didn't like the idea of a villain that's entirely 
amoral. And I don't mean amoral isn't like doesn't have morals, but isn't like is above morals. Like does not understand the concept of morality or or personality or whatever, because they seem to ascribe it higher intelligence and higher thought processes than it should have. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can also sort of see it from like an angle of they wanted a villain that was like an actual bad guy, especially because they spent so much time like you know presenting villains that way. <laughs> Like, um, it's yeah to have the villain basically be a you know the digital garbage disposal or whatever. <laughs> Maybe they thought that was a bit underwhelming, but that's such a cowardly like idea, like or like refusal of, of like a really interesting idea. Yeah, like I think the fact that it is so simple is what makes it so interesting. Like, it is just yeah. a yeah. a very Sorry. basic program that and like you th- know yeah just kind of overstepped its boundaries because they the people who made it never intended for the data that they were creating to you know become sentient. They missed the yeah. semicolon somewhere and the D-Reaper went out of control. Yeah, exactly. That's a little programming and also, and, joke. And again, that conflict between... that Not conflict, but like that juxtaposition between the reality of the situation and how it's perceived by the Digimon is being so vast in terms of like size and scope and what have you is really cool <laughs> yeah and, and, oh it's and fascinating it's, and that's it's why i would have liked it if you had like say like in this this alternate world where where my ideas come to life you have shibumi calling up the monster makers like hey so i made this thing and uh it's uh kind of like memory dumping the digital world uh bit by bit <laughs> we uh we got to get on that and uh save those kids and meanwhile the sovereign's just like this thing is out to kill us and it's been out to kill us for eternities for eons it's been it's, it's been it's like the, the idea that like, it is yeah. No, yeah, exactly. It's like, to the Sovereign, it is like this, like, great evil, but Shibumi's just like, so, like, I made this memory dump program, but I forgot to program it right, because it was the 80s. We gotta get the kids out of there. I think yeah. one one thing that I think is really interesting um, is the, the in Japanese, there's no, like, D sound. It, there's day instead. So, the way they pronounce it is Deripa. Which is like homophonous to delete her, and they even point that out at one Ooh, point. That's really good. So I thought I thought that was kind of interesting. Like they, it's obviously supposed to be D, is in like you know digital digital reaper or whatever. But like the way they pronounce it adds some a little bit of like thematic um, weight to it as well. Don't fear D Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of like I was you know what honestly Sloan I was thinking of a pun for like most of the t- today realizing that like, we were watching these episodes or whatever of like okay there's got to be a the, don't fear the reaper joke in here and I can't believe I missed that obvious <laughs> one just slapping me in the face I to be um, okay yeah. I didn't even think my only like D Reaper joke I made while watching last night was D Reap these nuts so. <laughs> That's I think very, this one is character. <laughs> I appreciate that one because it's kind of crap, and like I appreciate <laughs> <a> crap. <laughs> Sorry, I, I no, it's it's bad. I just made it because I a lot of my a lot of my notes are also just like me making like memes and jokes to myself. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's that's a lot of me is just reacting to lines and me like, whoa, damn, like with the Gardramon line. <laughs> So it's totally cool if you uh, if you do the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, don't fear D Reaper, except fear it because it's deleting everything. Bye. So it's blue oyster cooler mom. There we go. Got him. <laughs> yeah. It, what I thought oh, was I feel, really I funny. Like, I, I see something. I did something similar. I, I also wrote on a joke that's just for me, 
when um in the dub for some reason they named by Human's domain as the White Castle. Oh, so I, 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 told, I, yeah, I did that. I just wrote down in my I, notes, I Rio and Savardraman go to White Castle. I made that exact joke in my notes, I want you to know. <laughs> Literally okay. word for word. We've got some good episode <laughs> titles here. Uh, we've got a lot. We got plenty to pick from, so that's cool. Um, I'm just imagining Cybertramon just getting super smacked and like craving like a bunch of White Castle, and that's the. I need that. When okay, is that so, drama uh, CD? Can we talk about um, the Irish Irishmon? <laughs> I'm just gonna. Oh, I love him too. I, like I that love, was so weird. Like, yeah, like they, I they, love this they, absolute weirdo freak. The way they, they localized this Digimon is weird on two levels because, for some reason, despite having Shu Chaomon and Bai Humon, both of which have fully Chinese names, they didn't trust their audience to to keep the the, the tortoise Deva's name the same. Because in Japanese, it's uh, Shuan Mumon, with Shuan being uh, black, like the Chinese word for black. But okay. in in English, they changed it to Ebon Mumon, like you know, as an ebony. It's like, why is Shu Chaomon like? acceptable but schwan woman is, is a, a bridge too far i just don't maybe, like maybe it's just joke. the schwan maybe it's just like a, they thought it would be a hard thing to like pronounce for like, I, mean, like, I don't think like that a, it's any, like an eight-year-old i don't think it's any like, more difficult like than a... shuchalmon though like shuchalmon's like zuchalmon isn't it isn't it just yeah i mean I that's how it give them a lot of credit because i thought they weren't gonna get that name right but they got that name like right for everyone and i was like i'm proud of you you really you really did the work yeah Anyway, and then, but yeah, I also like, want to. Um, I also want to look at the script and like see how they spelled it. Like if they spelled it some different way to trick like the voice actors into saying it right. <laughs> I'm just enjoy. I just I just greatly enjoy the the Irish representation. <laughs> yeah, like the, <laughs> they, com- they completely took me by surprise. One one head's uh, Irish, one head's Scottish, um, and they're different like personalities as well. Whereas in the in the sub, it's just one voice coming out of both heads with the one personality. That's boring. I thought it was just I thought it was just different Irish accents. I didn't think it, I didn't think one of them was Scottish, but maybe I need to rewatch it. I mean it's um, it's a crap Scottish accent, but I think it's supposed to be Scottish. <laughs> right, Tom's okay. trying to deny yeah. Scottish representation. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, but uh, obviously that the, the main body just keeps calling everyone like what's it called real life or, or fighty mc battley or whatever. Fighty mc irate face or whatever. Adjective son. Yeah, exactly. Um, not great, but it's kind of, kind of racist. If I'm going to be honest, I'm just going to <laughs> 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 so make a potato joke while you're at it. Um, um, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm calm. Listen, I'm, I'm I'm right here with you. Irish is the only traceable roots I have aside from Canadian. I'm a fifth generation Canadian, <laughs> and the only family tree that we can trace back is maybe Ireland. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably right. Well, I'm glad you both get represent like good representation in Ebon Wuman because next season I get bad representation as an Italian. So Listen, you know what? You got a good representation with Beelzeman. You you take your food and eat it. You've had a fair amount. No, of that's like Italian that's like representation. Jersey representation. That's I'm not, not from, Jersey. Not Jersey. He's, he's doing a freaking Joe Pesci impression. He says <laughs> Godfather lines. He is very Italian. What are you talking about? He's very he's, look. He's he's, he's, imi- he's, ca- he's obviously imitating because he's, he's not American really Italian. Italian. He's American Italian. Do we do we get an actual like, you know, Italian? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> European and she's Italian. the worst character. Okay, I mean well, they they say she's Italian, but she doesn't talk with an Italian accent or or even like oh. a a you know New York gangster accent like uh, Bielzaman does. You know what? Actually, I am gonna claim Bielzaman now, so that way I don't have to claim <laughs> Zoe. So <laughs> yeah. Give him, um, give him his, you should make an edit where it replaces his shotguns with cannolis. Oh, that's really good. Okay, um, 
Yeah, see, remember? We even did an episode Impmon, Italian man person mon. That's true. Italian male person or Italian yeah. male person. Yeah. That's what the M yeah. stands for. You heard it here second. Or see, you, 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 you first, yourself uh, have, have already claimed him weeks and right, weeks ago. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to be uh, messy, I guess. Trying, trying to weasel um, out of your <laughs> your assigned skin. I'm try. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to 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 All to right, warm my no. way out of my old bits. So that way, I can make new I'm, bits. <laughs> I, I'm shutting this down now that now that Scrafty said assigned kin talking about Italian being Italian. So um, did, did you all that, hear like the stock Delta Ruin explosion sound when <laughs> Zhu Chaomon was doing explosion attacks? Because <laughs> I just put is that the Delta Ruin stock explosion sound in all caps in my notes. I, just, I was like, I recognize that noise, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's just I'm so glad noise. that wasn't. I, I'm oh so God. glad I was the only one. I would have been so embarrassed. Yeah, they 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 use a couple stock like very obvious stock sound effects in this one. They I, use um, I love it. The same stock bird scream that they use for Bergamon's evolution. Yeah, I, I noticed Shaman. that one. And uh, they also use a stock um, like it's like a stock like fire crackling sound effect that I know really well from from working in in TV production. Okay. It's right, okay. It's it's one of those side effects that like you don't notice it, but when someone points it out to you, you will notice it in every single thing you do, you ever watch. It's like that like one, the, like the cicadas. Yeah, or like that one. Everything uh, uses the same stock cicada sounds. Well, the Diddy Kong, the Diddy Kong racing laugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or that one uh, door opening sound effect. Like like it sounds you know uh, benign enough, but then you listen to it. Uh, enough, and you start hearing it everywhere, and realizing how lazy everyone is that they don't want to record their own foley for a door opening. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's like sci-fi door opening as well. It's like enough, I don't know if it's the same one you mean, but yeah, like, the, the the Doom one, right? Yeah. Like the, the one that uh, got reused in Star Trek after Dune or Doom used it. It's either Doom or Star Wars or something, but yeah, yeah, it just shows up everywhere. Like Doctor Who uses it as well. I Are think, we talking about Doom two thousand five starring The Rock? <laughs> no, we're talking about Doom 1993, oh, starring okay. well, um, Doom Guy <laughs> and John Morero's Oh, like, like, like the game itself. The original, yes, the, uh, the original Wolf and Doom. Okay, gotcha. I, I, I really wish that we lived in a timeline where where shooters were called Wolf and Dooms, like how search action games are called Metroidvanias. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate's uh, Doom Guy. <laughs> okay, perfect. You know what? We can make Wolf and Doom happen. We just have to say it enough, and it becomes a thing. I don't know. I mean, there there have been some some people who are trying to make um, search action, which is like the the correct genre name that the, yes. the Japanese use, uh, but they, they can't make it happen. I'm a search action, search action advocate mainly because I'm just sick of seeing Metroidvanias. Especially now, you've got people saying, "Is Metroid Dread a Metroidvania?" And it's like, please go fucking log off forever. <laughs> I I I saw a tweet that had a poll of that, and I was just done. I almost passed out recording this podcast because I was just taken aback. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> anyway, look. Okay. Right. We can get back to this when we make our Wolf and Doom, uh, starring Beyonce. Nice. But anyway. Yeah. Let's. Uh, can I just ask? What a nice way to like make something seem threatening um, is to just have like. Um, a cyber cyber Drummond just be more or less as close as he's going to say. As, as close as he's going to be to saying, I'm not going anywhere near that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really he's, it's really fun. Him and even Rio's like, hey, like Rio offers like, hey, let's go down there, let's go see Baihumon so we can fight him or whatever. And then Cybertron's like, Rio, 
this is too dangerous. And then, like, there's, like, the explosion. His real is like, haha, maybe we should wait for someone else. And I was like, you coward. <laughs> yeah. But also, Ryo should canonically know both who Evan Wumon and Bai Wumon are because of the Wonderswan games. And Takado shouldn't have had to scan Azulongmon because he mentioned Azulongmon like four episodes ago. These are things that will only bother me. Yeah, that's that's weird. He said, oh, I bet it's like Azulongmon. And then he should know. He should know. Not even yeah. he should know. He does know. But why is he like, oh, I got to scan Azulongmon? Yeah. I also find it, I, I still find it really bizarre that they can just like they can pull up details on the on the sovereigns on the Digivice. And it's just, just like what? No, you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to pull out up details on the sovereigns, the devas, and anything Gilmon related. That's that's my line. I'm drawing in the sand because Gilmon is a is a fake Digimon. He's a fan Digimon, and the devas and sovereigns are like unknown to everything. So why should the 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 D power be able to tell? Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, yeah. So it's, they're, 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 they've been inconsistent about that ever since the Davis wouldn't show up on the on the thing. So I do wonder what's changed. But um, I guess maybe what's changed is like the need to. Oops, we don't name, care. Name these things like, but they yeah. kind of have that same. They have that same problem before, so it just took a bit longer for some reason. <laughs> to, I, like, I understand. The like too. this is a a merchandise driven show at the end of the day, and they need to name things so that way. The kids will know, like, the toys they want. I understand that. I'm just saying, Takato shouldn't have to... He should just say, that's a Zulongmon. And then everyone's like, yeah, we get it, Takato. You watch the anime. <laughs> and, exactly, and, and yeah. The funny thing is, Kazu says that in the sub. He says, you He says you watch the anime? No, he just says, like, he looks at it and goes, uh, you know, that's Ginglongmon. I recognize him from the cards. Okay. Good job, sure. Kazu. I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah. Kenta, Kenta is also... Uh... Kinta's playing with fire in this episode, at least in the at least in the door. Um, <laughs> really, he's, he's, he's testing very, God's patience. Very, yeah, testing, testing two God's patience, and also like <laughs> you know, a bunch of mega forms and stuff. Like he has he has no qualms about just like mouthing off and just or just not shutting the fuck up. Um, Speaking of Kazu and Kenta, I love the fact that uh, when Zhu Chaomon's like, or like Azulormon's like making like the, the graph of the digital world like on the stone, Kenta's like, cool, or Kazu's like, cool, visual aids. And Kenta's like, you always made fun of my love of charts and graphs. I'm like, God, you two are such weird freaks. I love you. Like that line alone, I'm like, okay, I, I like him again. They're that good. That bit goes on for so long. <laughs> it's, su- it's such a long bit though, you're like, right. It's good. it's good 30 seconds. And well, yeah, yes. I was surprised to hear that that is all dub original. They yep. um, got an ADR that was in. able to give his entire spiel um, unopposed in the sub. Yeah, what a weird moment to like decide to bring back the kind of you know the kind of dub staples which we kind of been getting away from. Like we haven't had so much like point you know unfitting chatter. I guess is the thing. Like and rather than just like or you know there's been scenes where clearly there's been dialogue added. As recently as the last episode, I'm sure there was plenty of that, but like this was the most obvious one where it's like they just really can't help themselves in terms of like having a character explain over shit. I'm not the biggest advocate for like having long expedition dumps either, and I've already said that I don't really care for this episode much because it, a lot of it is like you know overlapping, uh, not overlapping, but like just extended lore dumps and then other characters coming in to like explain more stuff and whatever and it's just like oh this is so 
badly done. Uh, it all just it feels very amateurish compared to the rest of the show. But maybe maybe that's just this show's maybe it's just this series' weakness. Is like it is, but it's also what I love about it. Yeah, I mean, like I like the world building and stuff. I just found that I'm finding that the delivery of some like of the more important parts of it is just really lacking. Yeah. And I know that at the end of the day, it all comes back to the characters in this. Like, they're introducing the D-Reaper now, but the D-Reaper is essentially a plot device to continue Jerry's story. And, and you know, the other characters, and, you know, the main trio as well, I suppose. And, you know, that's fine and all, but yeah, you still have to have, apparently we still have to have an episode where dude looking like Jesus literally floats in from off screen to explain it. Like, <laughs> it's just not good. It's just really not good. Um, and I guess if Tamers has a flaw, I would say that was it. That's definitely up there as one of the more yeah, prominent ones as we get to the end of the series. Um, as we said, there's always at least one to two episodes where there have to be big lore dumps because they have to just get everything like all squared away and make sure it's all out in the open. And just, it's never that good. I think they can do a I think they could have done a better job of introducing this stuff in a way that was fun and interesting and you know, felt serious and so on, and this wasn't it for whatever reason. And I know that next episode and the episodes after, we're going to be getting more, more just you know stuff and <laughs> um and and there's more episodes coming up where it's going to be more of what I want in the show and what the show does well. So I'm not like that caught up about it, but I am just coming to the realization of like, oh, this is this is okay. This is kind of a, this is kind of a shame. <laughs> this is kind of how this show approaches its law. I didn't much care for it in the episode where they first meet Shibumi either, like um, Takato and Henry, but that episode did have other things going on at least, so you know, there was something there, so I, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, that's my rant over. I just, yeah, it's rare I get to complain about anything on this show. <laughs> I Is do it? Like, I do like, what? Look, you you rewrote Digimon Adventure Zero Two. I'm not against. No, that. I, I thought meant, that was I a meant, very good time. I meant Tamers. Specifically. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, like, buddy, I've got the tapes on my computer right now. <laughs> yes, no, that was fun. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I've enjoyed talking about Tamers too, by the way. It, when are but, yeah. we rewrite? When are we doing our uh, Tamers AU fic, Tom? <laughs> the AU fic is just rewriting the fucking sequels. So uh... <laughs> that's. And it's also fixing this once. It's also fixing this one episode. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I can make do. <laughs> Rewrite the dub, maybe. Like we can fix the dub. Take out just... all like the ADR jokes and stuff. <laughs> just like get them on cameo to do like, <laughs> hey, can you do these lines? And it's like, hey, this is kind of similar to what. I... Yeah, I know, but it's like, yeah. So I I gave you the whole I gave you the whole script. Just do it again. <laughs> yes, Steve. We did it. We did it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, that would be awful. Um, okay, anyway. I, I have, I, 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 I put this in my notes, and I gotta get opinions, especially from Scraft. Yeah, I feel like you, feel like you might side with me, but who knows? I'm sure Just I know it's not in general about a part of this episode in general with the monster makers. Mm. Daisy is Which... definitely a butch lesbian. Like we, like we can make that clear, right? <laughs> Look at I, her. She, she Look has at those her. vibes. She has those she vibes. Ha- Thank you. That's all. That's all I wanted. I mean, she's she's you know got short hair in the year two thousand one, and yep. her favorite movie is two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. So 
<laughs> I didn't even consider that part as part of it. Wow, you're right. Um, in the sort of this is a very cynical question, but I'm sure you'll understand why I might ha- why I might be somewhat suspects or like have these suspicions but like um who's the one uh the, the, one of the monster one of the monster makers is, is, a, is a black man i guess he's supposed to be american yeah so is he different in the soap for example in any like typical ways that anime tend to like stereotype he like, is not visually different if that's what you're asking thank fucking god right okay i was very like because i was thinking to myself this is surprisingly a this is a surprisingly okay good like presentation representation however you want to put it of like an African American person in a anime in like a turn of the century anime and then I got to thinking oh god did they have to censor it or something or like not censor it that's the wrong word but that they have to change stuff. redraw yeah yeah and uh, I will I will send you a screen cap right now of. Nobody looks like it's proof. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, but you understand why I had to ask that, right? Yeah, My no, that, that is a valid concern. Okay. I mean, God. look at what we had to talk about with our war game. Yes, that's. I was trying to think. I felt like we be, had this conversation before about another part of the series, and uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you, I guess, for reminding me. I don't know. I don't think "thank you" is the right word, but you know what I, I mean. I I only have the most like like out of left field information in my brain at all times i never have anything entirely useful and i have like a whole like four percent dedicated to these nuts setups and jokes um okay one cool um two that's uh it may not be useful to you but like chances are you're just it's just it's just sat there waiting to be useful for someone else and the moment woke up and that was that oh it has i've made i've made fantastic use of it but yeah there we go (laughs) um anyway yes yes thank you yes that is that is good he's cool i like i like him he is like the 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 coolest he's a cool dude i love Babel. i like like the monster makers a lot they're they're all like well designed yeah i like his jacket he's he's a I, I like the monster makers. They're, they're kind of like they seem like big dorks or whatever, but like in a sort of like they've got their shit together sort of way, which is yeah. very relatable. <laughs> Except <laughs> like, for John Yu, who like is a mess. Oh uh, well, um, well, John Yu's at least got like you know he's put a family together and all this stuff. He's he's become a mess because of all this shit. Um, yeah, that's true. And and Yamaki is of course just a walking disaster zone, but you know uh, we love him for it. Yeah, they're just like a bunch of big nerds who like were probably like soft inspired by the movie hackers, but like <laughs> in two thousands anime, like they weren't going to like homage that or anything. But like you can feel it. Yeah, you can feel it. Not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for us to see the the more monster maker stuff in coming up episodes because like yeah yeah same I remember loving them and I and I still like enjoyed their appearances and I appreciate the fact that like they have been like more more scarce than not yeah they've not been they've not been in a great deal so far which I mean they've been in as much as they need to be so far but I, exactly yeah, I I'm excited to see more of them and again I do like that angle of all this stuff which is like biblical threat or whatever in the digital world is. Is a has real world explanations and so on, and the monster makers are at the heart of that. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I do I do like their characters, um, and you get to see more of Yamaki like you know 
playing the leader <laughs> and all that good stuff. So that's fun. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoy that. Um, it feels like a lot happens in this episode, but also like, I don't know. I feel like we discussed most of it so far. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. A lot happens, but everything that happens can be summarized pretty, yeah. pretty easily. It, yeah. It kind of just falls under the lore umbrella. Yeah, once you, know? you cover the lore, then it's like, okay, that's a lot of lore that we're going to be seeing more for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it, it's table setting, or I guess it's trying to table set. So that's fine. You know, it's got to be, it's got to be done. But like, yeah. Anyway, I, I won't, I won't, I won't regurgitate. Re- I think one of the last things arguments. I have to say is when like a Zulon Mon appears, and Kento's like, "Hey, Kazu, what's that big blue cloud?" And Kazu's like, "Obviously, some kind of blue cloud." And I'm just like, "God, you two are idiots." I. I need the I need these chuckles because everything last week was just so much. <laughs> it was very bleak. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm enjoying the the sort of slight return to normality. Yeah. Um, it's going to go away very quickly. But oh yeah, very quickly, very quickly. Um. Yeah, I don't have much more to say. Yeah. Really, I mean, like. We covered most of like the lore stuff. I think it's kind of interesting that like that desolate, desolate desert they came in on was like, yeah, that's the original, and like that's why there's nothing. I think that's pretty cool, like an expo- as an explanation of, to see why like the digital world is so different from what we know. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like, I did like them like explaining the different, the different layers of the world and like why they are the way they are, and it's kind of, it's kind of neat. Yeah, absolutely. And it does sort of tie into the video game like background for all this stuff as well, with like it's sort of like a starting area, and then you have all these different biomes and such. And yeah, it's it is really neat stuff, and I, I do like them contextualizing the way the digital world is, which seems to just be kind of random, but but not so much. So yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, that's that's all I have on it though. Uh... Any other notes? Any other notes from like the sub versus dub, Scrafty? Yeah, all? is there anything else that we we can we can chop about? Nothing too significant, to be entirely honest. Like most of the, I cover like the big changes already. Everything else is just like minor line tweaks and whatever. Gotcha. Obviously, like Rio and Cyberdramon talk a lot less in the sub than they do in the dub. Does Cyberdramon speak with four lines in the sub though? Not really. He he mostly just like growls or grunts or says very like short lines. The line he repeats the most in the sub are is "Are you my enemy?" I want to dub in Cyberdramon lines with Yuri and saying "Kill, crush, destroy" for <laughs> Third Strike. I think that would be very good. That I'm gonna work on that one day. They give him a lot to say in the dub. Then that's surprising that they got that much out of it. But yeah, you know, they 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 hit that well, I suppose. I wish we could have seen Baihumon because he's just a big tiger, and that's he's cool. Yeah, it's 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 weird to have this, the other two sovereign just sort of like slotted in there at the end, but I do yeah. appreciate that one of them is currently in the process of getting murdered by the D Reapers, so you know, <laughs> it's like, well, mm, I'll that guy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sucks to be him. Um, that means everyone gets like eight percent more sovereign power. Is that, is that how it works? I mean, if you get rid of twenty five percent, then you're then you get then the rest of the three get like eight point three percent. So you know, no, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, one, we're getting dangerously close to Steiner maths here, um, and, and two, <laughs> we're I don't think I don't think that's how it works. So that's that's yeah, how it works. That's how math works. Yeah, 
Oh, okay. We should. Uh, we should. We should. We should. We should wrap this up. Yes. Scrafty, uh, if people want to send in anything, uh, where can they send it to? Uh, if you'd like to send us any, um, read them out. <laughs> you know, like questions, comments, uh, fan fan theories, uh, reminiscences, etc. Then you can send those to diginovacast at gmail.com that's d-i-g-i-novacast at gmail.com or you can contact us on twitter uh we are at diginovacast you can either just send it at us or slide it right into our dms which are always you know open and available for submissions so send us whatever we love talking about stuff just in general like we we send have me your some... fanfics <laughs> yeah we have we've gotten some like questions that people probably you know didn't spend that much time on that we still got like a good like 15 to 20 minutes of discussion out of so even if it's just a stupid thought you have like off the top of your head send it in because more than likely we'll be able to get some content out of it for you yeah yeah and if we couldn't we shouldn't be podcasting so <laughs> there you go i mean yeah, we we're, we're podcasting people, anyways but we are people who somehow managed to stretch um what we've been up to <laughs> to like you know half an hour every week so yeah i like chatting it, it's so it's fun it's <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, yeah, send us send us stuff. Uh, Tamers is coming to a close pretty soon, so I'm sure we're going to be asking for you know some like big emails like we have for the past two uh, two series that we've covered, and we would love to hear that. But if you have any smaller stuff, you know, send it our way because that is genuinely a joy to 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 see some questions and chat about them with you both. For sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And with that, uh, Scrafty. What have you been up to, and where can we find you? I am on Twitter, at ScraftyDevil. Um, I recently beat Neo The World Ends With You after spending you know almost a month uh, playing it on and off. And uh, that's a good video game. It's a very good video game. It's a really Charis. good video. I'm, gl- I'm glad you liked it at the very end. So what were we going to say, Tom? I said sure is. Yeah, I was agreeing oh. with you. <laughs> yeah, no, that, it's like... I think it's a testament to how good the last week was, where even though I was a bit testy on um, the second week, I still think it ended up being like a 9 or 9.5 out of 10 game in the end, like on my personal scale. Um, and yeah, like I, I loved it. It was it was super fun. Great cast of characters, great music. Uh, gameplay is more engaging than the first games, which is nice because sometimes the first games felt like it was a you know stretching its um, its mechanics a bit thin. Um, but yeah, it was a great time. Definitely, you know, in my, uh, top games of the year so far, uh, I, I really hope that based on some of the stuff I've read online, cause like, I'm not going to go for all the hidden reports. Some of those require you to get every single pin and some of those pins have like a 0.07% chance of being dropped on the highest difficulty. So I'm just going to forget about that. Um, but I did look up a lot of the, the, the secret reports online and some of them do seem to hint at the, the third game coming out sometime maybe a lot more uh, than the first game secret reports did so i don't know if i agree with that i thought it was kind of the other way around I, I thought like the secret reports in neo were kind of like just wrapping up like plot details from like behind the scenes stuff some um, of them are but there there's a couple and especially the secret ending you get from an, another day forgetting all of the the secret reports that oh, yeah. makes me go, okay, yeah, they're planning something. I don't know if this is like a sequel or like an anime spinoff or something, but like this is not the end of, of this universe. <laughs> I'll wait a bit of breath after like 
because like the secret reports in the first game give you like a good plot hook, which isn't even really followed up in this one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and and which is kind of a shame. Um, and um, the stuff that they did for like the phone game and then the Switch version and so on was like yeah, that is okay. See, that's that's one thing that I was actually really surprised by was that um, a new day, which is the bonus um, you know story content added to the Switch port from a few years ago. Um, yeah. That was only from 2018, so that was only three years uh, prior to the release of this game. But almost every single plot hook that A New Day sets up is just entirely ignored by, by this game, and that, I found that to be really funny. Oh, no, I mean, they, they they do follow through on them, but they're just not as important. Like, I think I think they decided to spend more time focusing on the new characters introduced in this game. And, like, yeah, the I just stuff that it's... happens in A New Day is more like, again, table setting for some of the other stuff that happens in this game which yeah I, I just think it's fine. really funny that like for example sugami is is you know she was the original like mobile game teaser of the sequel game um she's alluded to in a new day as being really important and then she i think has maybe half an hour of screen time total <laughs> across all of all of yeah. neo she isn't um, but like yeah it's it's her, her like importance is definitely toned down and and i know there was some changes like apparently shoko was meant to be the main character at one point which that would have been cool. Yeah, I, as much as I love Rindo, I think that Choco would have been a great perspective character for this game. Yeah, cowards. See, <laughs> it's incredible how, like, even like you know, fifty hours into the game, they were she was still like I was still hearing new lines from her that were making me laugh. Yeah, I love her. She's she's great. I love all like, the characters. Scrafty, what did you think about the the week three edition? Um. We're, this is really hard to talk about without even without even hinting just, at spoilers. Just um, just say like I liked it or I didn't like it. <laughs> I was I was fine with it. Okay. I was fine with it. I don't think it added a whole lot, but it didn't take away either. So it's okay. it's neutral. Huh. But yeah. Anyway. I, yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Game. Yeah. Like there was a line I heard from Shoka, uh, like wool grinding a couple days ago, where I escaped from a battle and she just said, "I pretend I do not see it," and I freaking burst out laughing. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's so good. Yeah. She's she, she's a, she's a bit memey. She talks about brain worms a lot, but or worms for brains, as she puts it. But yeah, yeah. it's kind of like in a, in a in a very much like yes, that makes sense sort of way. Everyone does kind of talk like the the sort of like tweeting at each other a bit a little bit. Um, Listen, less so as, in, as in someone, like the voice lines, but as but, someone yeah. who has a younger sibling that's from this generation, no, this is just how teenagers talk. No, yeah, all of them have like terminally online brain, but it's like done really well, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, this game feels like a time capsule in a good way. Like, yes, it will date itself, but I feel like that's a good thing. I feel like yeah, the specific culture this game is trying to portray is one which is ever evolving, and trying to make it timeless would just be it would kind of betray the spirit of what they're going for. Yeah, this does kind of have the problem of like it's kind of playing on top of the fashions and so on of like 2008 or or 2007, I guess when it was being developed 2006 Japan, um, and it's like so it was already a little bit outdated when it came out in terms of like how it actually represents Shinjuku and and Shibuya and so on, but it's it's like okay, it's it's doing its own thing, like it's. I'm glad that they still went ahead and did it, which was like the reason I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like the reason why people at Sega who like worked on Jet Set Radio would like are, are like yeah we're not we're not going to make a new one of those is because they just recognize that like there was a time and place for that and and they don't want to go back and you know dredge you know re, you know, like reinvigorate its corpse or whatever <laughs> you know they don't they don't really feel like they need to do that but I'm glad that the team behind uh, the World Ends Review 
aren't aren't so like particular about it or whatever. They're like, yeah, yeah no, think... we're going to come back and do this again. And it's gonna yeah, be I think cool. what's what's interesting is that they they treat the world ends through timelines as sliding scale. And I think that's very clever because the original sure. game definitely canonically took place in two thousand seven. Like everything about the the fashion and technology and whatever was was peak two thousand seven. Whereas Neo, despite only taking place three years later, has like you know twenty twenties technology and culture. And so, I think that was a very very wise decision because instead of you know trying to make it feel like a 2010 game, they just captured the current zeitgeist instead, and it makes it feel so much more, like, stylish and, and contemporary. Yeah, yeah, that's not... It's, it's, 2010 isn't far enough in the past to, like, have a recognisable, like, you know... Like Aesthetic like how we can portray culture. the 80s or whatever, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a thing. Um, And also, for its worth, they did have the anime. Like, they did do the World Interview anime to, like, sort of like they had Neku and Joshua and the rest using mobile phones and like smartphones, sorry, in that and other stuff like that. And they and they had some of the brands that show up in Neo in that anime as well. So I think they do kind of say like you can you can consider this a sequel to the anime and so on, but it really doesn't feel like that. <laughs> I, yeah, it, I would I would rather not because the anime kind of sucks. But I have <laughs> not watched it. It's uh, like I mean, isn't that always how it works out though? Yeah, like, I don't think that there's there's such thing as a, a good game anime. But like the world ends with you is really sad for me in many ways because they they completely neuter Neku's character arc. I don't want to get into it too much because this isn't a world ends with you podcast. But like the point is the point of Neku's character arc is that he's an asshole, right? Like that's that's his that's his entire growth. Initially, he starts yeah, out as yeah. a, a misanthropic asshole and he learns to grow and care about people. And like they just they just neuter it in in the anime. They just make him a, a you know a quiet loner instead of being like an aggressive douchebag instead. Hmm. Well, I've and not like, watched it, and I will probably continue to not watch it based on, yeah. <laughs> based on what you're saying. Like, so, yeah. Just, just to give you an example, in in the first episode, um, they 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 adapt the scene from um, I think day three of of week one of the original game, where um, Uzuki basically tries to convince Neku to kill Shiki, and the, and if she, if he does that, then she'll let him, she'll let him go, let him like you know return to the real world. Um, and in the game, he considers it. He fully like thinks. Well, I don't really care about this girl. Like, I just want to go home. Uh, like, what what does she mean to me? Um, and that moment of con- like actual like, consideration is really important for his character arc because it shows how misanthropic he was at the start of the game. Um, in the anime, when this scene happens, he is instead possessed possessed by noise that make him think about doing it instead of it being his own decision. That's yeah. stinky. Yeah, it is. It is the most like you know cowardly way to adapt that scene the, the it's it's like you're you're catering to those like tumblr kids who are like a character can never be you know morally <laughs> ambiguous ever otherwise they're you know they're problematic or whatever yeah neku yeah. sakuraba canceled <laughs> but um yeah don't don't watch that anime if you if you really want to experience the the game watch a let's play or something like the, the obviously there's no substitute for just playing the game yourself but if you want to just watch the story, then please just watch a Let's Play. Do not watch the anime. It's it's bad. Yeah. Just play the game. Please just play the game. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, play the game if you can, preferably on the on the DS, because that, yes, that is still the agreed. ideal way of playing it. Drive, drive those DS sales so we can get a 12e3. <laughs> but um, yeah, play, play that sure. game and then play Neo, because Neo is fantastic. And I would, I would say if you haven't played the first game, you still can play Neo. 
I know um, they sound unfair. Yeah, bit. I disagree with that entirely, but I think I'm in the minority on that for some reason. I, I just find it so reliant on like your previous experience with that game. I think it it definitely is enhanced by your previous experience, but like I played through most of it with my you know with my girlfriend with me who hasn't played the first game, and she still loved it. Like she still loved the story and characters yeah. and the general experience. Yeah. And like, yeah, I just can't imagine. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think it is accessible, but you won't be able to enjoy it as much. It would be like playing Delta Room without playing Undertale. Like, you, you can still enjoy <laughs> it, even though, you, even though you're not going to get as full an experience. Yeah. See, I, I'd say that is very much a game where you can just play it without worrying too much about the first one, but um, but you'll get more out of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't know. I just felt like Neo, especially towards the end when they're like, "Hey, there's a bunch of returning characters in this game from the first one." Who knew? Um, it's it's a case of like. Oh, you know, you're not really going to know why this matters. Um, oh yeah, no, for sure. Especially I think that because like because scenes at the very end, so because it's so it's so densely uh, backloaded, you can still enjoy like the first three quarters of the game without having any prior knowledge and and you know not feel like you're lost or whatever. Okay, all right, that's probably enough uh, to worry. But like, yeah, we, we I I God play that game. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, so, so, so still play the first one if you can, because the first one's fantastic. Like, I'm, I'm still debating w- w- which one I like better in my mind. I'm gonna have to sit on it more because the, both of them are just so fantastic. But see, I, um, I need to play the first one like at some point soon, so that way I, I can evaluate because I've just played Neo. But oh, God, so you like, haven't played the first one? No, I have. Oh, okay. I haven't played it in since like the first time I played it, like when it came out, though. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because I I played it when it first came out, um, and then I replayed it on on Switch when that version dropped, and that has maybe some of the worst controls I've ever <laughs> experienced in a in a video game before. Um, people give Kid Icarus Uprising crap, but the Reliance of these solo rem- or final remix rather is like borderline unplayable <laughs> for for a lot of people. I would say. Please, please That's do not what I've heard. Do not compare my body pits to uh, to that mess. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying, is that I, I love the Kid Icarus Uprising. I, I will defend its control scheme, even though it, yep. it has given multiple people that I know tendonitis. <laughs> um, but the Royal uh solo remix, or final remix, I keep messing up the which version final. it is, it's um, gives you the choice between motion controls or touch controls, and they both suck. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's, that's basically all I've really been up to is Finishing off Neo, um, you know, I've been, I've been doing some more Pokemon Unite. Uh, that game's still good. Uh, I, I bought Greedent with my Halloween pumpkins, which were given out as, like, free currency. Uh, that thing is monster-busted, and I think it's kind of hilarious that one of the most broken Pokemon in the game is the one that literally no one asked for. <laughs> Calum fodder as well, just like a root one yeah, Pokemon. It's... It's the it's the the default um, you know basic normal type rodent from Gen eight, and yet it can solo entire enemy teams by itself because it never dies and can like shotgun burp enemies to death in three hits. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, so that's that's been fun. I've I've been having some good matches with that. Um, I finally spent money on the game for the first time because they added a like, very very cute uh, outfit for really tough, was one one of my other mains. But um, yeah, aside from those two. Haven't really been up to that much. Uh, what about you, Tom? What have, where can we find you? What have you been doing? Uh, I oh, so, okay. So, firstly, you can uh, find me at ColdManHot on Twitter. Um, I've been playing a few things. Um, I finished up Delta Rune Chapter Two, which for some reason I just put off finishing for a while. I don't know why, but um, it was kind of fun to come back to it and uh, and finish it off. And it's just so goddamn funny. Um, it's there. Oh, 
yeah, Toby, Toby Fox is like just a master of, of like this kind of, of comedy in games. I don't know how he does it, but he, he is the anti Dave Chappelle, and that he is not <laughs> even once you know been offensive or edgy, and yet he's consistently one of the funniest writers I've ever experienced. Surely, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I've taken an excuse to ha- have a burn on Dave Chappelle, but yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> he like Toby Fox isn't even yeah, d- d- not in the same breath. I won't breath. I won't mention that in terms of just like laugh out loud hilarious um writing in games and, and quite there's still poignancy as well but I, I do appreciate that chapter two which i guess you can do in like a chapter based story is one that feels more like it's just devoted mo- mostly just to giving those laughs and so on and the actual like you know drama or conflict or like you know heartwarming moments or what have you are, are kept in short but very sweet supply like so mm-hmm. um, especially the ending of this was right and the, the ending is just the endings to both Deltarune chapters have been fantastic like the first one was so cool and just left you with so many questions and then the second one how much one did just... you scream at the second one because I like nearly shrieked like at like near midnight <laughs> <laughs> I don't really do that, but like I know what you're saying. I know, I, and I know the energy that you you were you were suggesting there, and I definitely had it. Like it was it was just a case of me just being like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> just like the, on my screen. So I won't I won't say anything so else good. about it. But the the way the credits plays out in chapter two after what happens at the ending is so good. Like that is like yeah, I'm yeah. doing like the Italian finger pinch on both hands. Like that is <laughs> that is what? real Bongiorno. Mol- that is very molto bene. Uh, yes, you're more Italian uh, than me now. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, so it's damn good. So Delta Ruin's fantastic. Um, and trying to think what else I've been up to. Uh, I've just been playing bits on and off. I've got like a few games, and I was like, I wasn't sure where to start. I've been playing a bit more Smash. It kind of feels nice to just play that game now without like having you know thinking about bloody like who's the next fighter going to be or whatever because it's just done now, and that's nice. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing some more Smash. I've been playing more more with Terry, who's I'm not great at, but he's fun as hell, so I don't really care. Um, I'm trying to get Banjo back into Elite Smash, because I always seem to get him into it and then drop out again immediately. <laughs> um, and uh, and also, I've been playing with my me gunner that I've made, where I put Doomguy's helmet on Isabelle's body. So Perfect. That's really good. <laughs> I, 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 the names don't show up in online multiplayer, which you know, for obvious, obvious reasons, really. But uh, I, I, I called the fighter is a guy. So, <laughs> just, I was like, wait, I don't make these names work. It's like, is a slayer? Uh, I mean, sure, but it doesn't seem right. Uh, is a doom. Doom bell. Um, I, could have, I could have gone for that as well. But Doom's, doom's is, a bell. Is a, is a guy made me laugh a lot. So, I'm just going to keep that. She, she um, saw a doom guy get killed by the final boss, and then she put yeah. on the helmet and said, I'm <laughs> avenging my pal. No one knew. No one cared who I was until I put on the put on them. Yeah. Uh. Um, so anyway, Smash Bros is fun. Um, glad the speculation is over. Sora is alright. It's cool. That stage is really nice as well. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, also, did you, get like... did you get the mod that changes the stained glass to Buff Riku? <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing already, or is that just like it, you, it is? It is fact already a thing. Oh my That's God. good. I like that. Um, there's, there, there is. I, I did see that Hollow Bastion is like competitive friendly. Uh, if anyone who still cares about that, I guess is like that's just like a legal stage. It seems like now that people are playing in person again, th- there's like, hey, we're gonna do that one, and we're gonna do Northern Cave, Northern Cave from FF7 because 
yeah, they're, they're both just like no frills stages, uh, and that's awesome. I really. I wish will say, Sora co- coming in. Like I've been like watching some competitive gameplay, which is like more than I've watched a Smash Ultimate in like years. Yeah, I've not watched people cool. play online. Yeah, yeah, his speed. Sorry, I no, I just I just think he's cool. Like as a whole, like oh. I I've been watching like I, there was like a Sora Invitational, and I was like. This is pretty good. Like, I like the way Sora plays. That's pretty yeah. cool. He's very standard. But, like, he's got his, he's got his, like, he's got a lot of personality. And I think part of that is just how well they've animated him and, like, capturing how he looks in the games. Like, he just, he just looks ripped out of the games. And that's really, really cool. Yeah, um, I mean, that's just the, that's just the Smash Bros thing. When, like, when Sakurai is, yeah, home and something, like, you know, you're going to get that type of yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and especially with the DLC characters. But, like, there was some, because I play a lot of banjo, and like there was a lot of banjo where he's it's definitely like inspired by how he looked and animated in the games and that, but it just feels very different. I think part of that might 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 just be because it's sixty frames a second, <laughs> which um, the the N sixty four game and I don't, I don't even think the Xbox Xbox three sixty version was, um, but it was um, he he's he has been adapted and like updated and so on. Sora is very much in the in like. I would say he's in like the. Um, I'm trying to think of this another character who's really similar. Um, probably yeah, I can't, I can't think of exactly who. Sorry, but like he's he's more in like the, the Richter and, uh, and like the Belmont camp or someone like that of like a character who just looks exactly how they look in the games and like they move and like gesture exactly how they are in the games, and it's just it's just really cool. Like yeah, yeah, but he doesn't feel like he has a lot of like weight behind anything he does, which. Um, I can't. I can't really say that's a bad thing. It's clearly, it's clearly intentional. So, so yeah, uh, I've been playing that. Um, I have been. Uh, I don't know. I've just started playing a game called Head Over Heels, which is like an old game. I don't know if either of you have heard of this, but this is like an old game from like the ZX Spectrum, um, which was like the British like retro machine of choice, really. Um, you know, over here it was like, hey, we had off, we have the, we have the Spectrum, and all, and then later on there'd be the um, the Commodore sixty four, and then the Amiga, and then after that point it was like Mega Drive, PS one, blah blah, and yeah, and then the rest of the world, come on, we can't just fall in line with what the rest of the world was doing, um, but like there was a bunch of cool games on there, a lot, a lot of them look very similar, and a lot of them are very, very obtuse, uh, in terms of like. The classic, in almost like the classic adventure game sort of way, and like a lot of them are like isometric games. Uh, if you've got Rare Replay, just look at any of the old games on there, and you've got an idea of what I'm talking about. Um, this is a remake of like one of the more popular ones, and I guess it was remade like originally back in like the early 2000s, and then was ported over recently to PC by Pico Interactive, I guess, um, who are doing a new Glover game so that kind of tells you they're doing a new what i think it's like a remaster like a remake of glover i hate this glover i hate glover i hate glover so much of all the games to remaster i hate glover with all my heart they were very much in the camp of okay let's just find whatever retro game we can and then just like put it out there um head of the heels is very good though this is like a classic like british like um adventure platformer game of that area of that sort of ilk um and it's it, like in the saber wolf kind of style like like what rare used to make and 
it's it's really fun. Um, this looks really nice as well, like the sprite work and that. It's very hard. <laughs> like there's some really tricky platforming in there because of it's an isometric platformer, so you know. Um, and there's some just like tricky. There's some troll shit in there as well, and like you have a limited amount of saves. Uh, you have to get collectibles to be able to save more. It's very kind of like mean in a way. Uh, but I just got it on Switch because it just came out this week out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, this is like £3.50. I'm going to get this. And it's really fun. So if you would like a fun like throwback platformer, or if you've never played this kind of game before and you just like fancy a new kind of like abusive retro game, <laughs> um, I would recommend Head Over Heels. It's really fun. If any of um, our com- listeners buy a Glover remaster, oh, yeah, I'm don't going to have to ask you to please stop listening to the podcast. Contrary to what uh, Jim Ross will tell you, you do not have to love the glove. So Please do not love the glove. Uh, I hate that yeah. glove. I'm going to find that. I'm going to find that clip slowly. You're going to have to put it in this episode. <laughs> I'm demanding it now. Okay. Um, um, and that's all I've been up to. So, Sloan. What have, uh, what have you been up to and where can we find you? You can find me at Sloan Rosette. Um, I haven't been up to much. Uh, I'm getting back into Three Houses I saw last week. I'm almost, I'm like three chapters left of Blue Lions. So then I'll do the last two routes. That's still a good game. I'm, I'm, I like that game. Uh, I've gone to playing it on like normal uh, casual, whereas like my Black Eagles run was on hard classic and that was hard. So I'm just doing it very chill now and I'm, I'm happy with it. Just I like just being chill. I don't want to worry. I had an encounter in a side chapter where one of my best characters got crit with an 8% crit chance for 100 damage. So you know what? I'm going to stick with casual. That's all I, that's <laughs> all I need. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to reveal myself as a coward here. Ever since Fire Emblem introduced casual, I haven't used anything but that. Like, my my mindset is like, I'm just gonna reset anyway if if I lose someone. So yeah, why waste my time? My time is one of the more, a more valuable resource than my dignity. Uh, there was <laughs> I the final chapter on hard classic was so tough for me for Black Eagles that I would be running out of divine pulses and had to start over the chapter like multiple times because of like how difficult that was for me. So you know what? I'm just playing on normal casual and I'm just big chilling and it's all good. Don't need, don't, if I want to do some real Fire Emblem challenge, I'll go play Fire Emblem 7 or 8, even though it's not that challenging, but. <laughs> go play Thrasia 776. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I'm not going to play Thrasia. <laughs> I mean, I would like to play, but I mean, I'm not going to play the hard one. Yeah. One of those games. Apparently one of those games is like very incestual. Like, <laughs> not making this up. Like. I'm pretty sure There's it's like five. the first five. Okay, fair enough. That's a known quantity. I'm glad it wasn't just and also and also eight out of nowhere. Because Sacred Stones was like, hey, we oh, haven't no. done this in a while. God, does anyone care about Sacred Stones? I don't. I do do that. I like some of the characters. I think. I mean, I like their designs. I don't remember anything else about the game. Fair enough. And uh, I also beat the first, like, dungeon in Persona 5 Strikers. That's a pretty tough game, because instead of just, like, doing an attack that an opponent is weak to and just downing them, you have to, like, break through multiple shields, but resources in terms of, like, SP feel very limited. So I 
have just been getting like whopped on like the first boss fight multiple times before I barely squeaked by with like one character left with like 30 health or something. But I, I, I am enjoying that game. Um, it, it's very, I do like that group a lot and it's, it's very chill and we're about to road trip. So I'm, I'm ready for just a, a road trip game. And Is yeah. the voice acting better in Strikers than it was in uh, I think in so. Yeah. There's no I... like Sakamoto or whatever the hell. No, they, 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 still, they still do that. That's oh, gross. <laughs> okay. That was kind of a huge Sakamoto went to Kamaki, so. That's not, that's not that. me just. That's not me just like latching onto like the internet, like ooh, like hate train or whatever. I noticed that when I played the game, I was like, "This is, this is not correct." <laughs> like, this I, is I ended wrong. up accidentally calling uh, uh, Sakamoto like the, the Metroid guy, like Sakamoto, and my brother-in-law is like, "What?" And I'm like, "It's a Persona Five <laughs> thing. I got caught on accidentally. My bad." It's, yeah, like when I actually went to a tweet from the voice actor of I can't remember if it was Ryuji or On, but one of the two, they were like, "Yeah, no, we know how to pronounce it." That's how they told us to pronounce it. Like they that's... they made us re-record it if we did it like the way we thought it was. That's so weird. Oh, that's even weirder. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, uh, 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 Atlas. Maybe maybe not the maybe not a com- company with all their priorities in the right place. Let's say. <laughs> yeah. Um. If they did, their best composer probably wouldn't have just left the company. But there we go. That's that's my that's why one like uh, vice is that I just really love the Persona Five group, especially like the Shujin trio. So like, throw throw the bay the stones lay where they are thrown or whatever that phrase is. But I'm that's my hill to 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 die no. on. Nothing wrong with having a favorite bunch of anime dipshits. Dorks. Yeah. And uh, besides that, that's it. I still need to get to Outer Wilds DLC, but I'm still a little afraid. <laughs> I'm st- I keep thinking, like, I gotta start this up, and then I just keep thinking, like, oh, I'm scared. So hopefully next week I'll have so- an update on that. Oh, okay. Otherwise... If you're gonna have an update on it next week, then I'm gonna pick it up and play it too, because okay. I, I keep meaning to come around to that. And, and If, if and you just, need help yeah. with getting it started, let me know, because, like, there, it is a little obtuse in, like, how you actually, like, start it, so uh, I, hit me up I, if you I, need, I, if you need I, it. I've picked up how to start it from okay. other places, so okay. that's fine. Yeah, it's... I was very confusing. And other than that, I'm just getting ready for, for Geomi Challenge 2021, 30, 30 rights in one month is going to be harder this year because I am infinitely more exhausted, but we're going to do it. I believe in you. Thank you. I Because I don't, but, you know, we'll, we'll make it work. <laughs> there we go. There it is. <laughs> Just wait for that. So, with that, next week we have episodes 39 and 40 of Digimon Tamers. We're, we're, we're hitting the last... Like twelve episodes. We have like twelve episodes left of Tamers. About that's wild to think about. I know. Yeah. I'm dreading what comes next. <laughs> Better believe. I mean, it. at least there's only fifty episodes of Frontier. You best start believing in Frontier podcasts, Crafty. <laughs> you're almost. You're almost <laughs> <in one. laughs> uh, I just. I like. I well, know. Write that down. Know, we gotta ha-ha. use that for an episode title one day. I yeah. know, like, haha, funny and all, but like, I really am not looking forward to this. <laughs> Ugh. Yes. Anyways, with the with the with the threat of Digimon Frontier looming lingering in the not so far distance, this has been the Novacast, and thank you for listening. Bye bye everyone. Thank you everyone. <laughs>